1: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio right, this is Kenny
2: Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to
0: me Goodbye and good night, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Boyd and here with me I have the co-host, Rich Lada What's going on, man? Not
1: much, man. Just uh, working on some new music, finishing new songs up, and, uh, you know, just chilling at the crib and, you know, living, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been that kind of week for wrestling, man. Like, you know, you're just thinking, like, what can we do to make this show? It seems like we always talk about, like, yeah, we don't have that much stuff. We could cover it and everything else. And then all of a sudden the show is, like, you know, over two and a half hours. This week, you know, Stardom only has three shows. Uh, three matches up from the Grand Prix so far, so I'm not, I don't feel like covering that until next week. Um, really, the only thing we have is Wednesday shows, and like some of the stuff around it, that, so, uh, I guess, that means, that we are going to start off with the wrestling, that we've all watched collectively this week, so, in chronological order, that means, that we are going to start this segment, this brand new segment called, Rich, Rich, watches raw <laughs> fill us in and let us know what you saw on Vince McMahon's baby his a show monday night raw rich take it away
1: so seeing is how this completely foreign concept was introduced uh of me watching wrestling on a monday um you know i i had heard about the return of Shane mac you know, the best striker in uh, WWE history, a man who is known to, uh, you know, sweat so so bad you think he's near death in a ring. But he comes out fine on, on every time. But as soon as I heard about uh, it was in the afternoon, it was like people were on Twitter saying that there may be some new version of brawl for all coming. I was like, what? I must see this. So I popped up my illegal stream at about 10 o'clock and because um, I heard it, you know, Shane came out and of course they started showing, you know, clips and said basically the 10 o'clock hours. I was like, All right, I ain't gonna turn on till then. So I learned of the concept of raw underground. So raw underground, for those of you guys that didn't see it. They are in like this back room, supposedly in the underground, uh, in the, in the WWE warehouse and have a no rope ring set up with the posts and everything. They have the wrestlers crowded around the ring, one of them being Swerve, what up, Swerve. Um, and they have guys that are in WWE in some of
0: those fights. They have on, some on, guys that are not Wait, in WWE. Once, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wasn't Swerve out there gambling? Yes. Okay. So just luck, to make sure. his money, I he believe. Gambling, you know, much yes. like Sean Spears in MJF a few months ago in AEW, gambling yes. on the side, taking bets. Gambling. So they like they have like some indie
1: guys in the ring. Like Culture Inc was in there. They're indie act in the Tampa Bay area. Um, so I'm watching it, and it's like. Oh my God, they're, they're doing fake shoot fights. Cause I was like, all right, are they going to do real shoot fights? And then I'm like, there's no way. Then you get to it. Right. And it's not even that the, sh- the fake shoot fighting is so bad. It's the fucking camera cuts. It's like 7,000 camera cuts within five seconds. No bullshit. No exaggeration. Now most people be like, Oh yeah. You know, the WWE camera stuff in regular matches, that's off putting, whatever. And I don't really notice it. Most times this was like the shield on steroids, like what they were doing in the raw underground.
0: Okay. Here so I was going to ask you, like, is it actually worse than what they normally do in like from some of the stuff I've seen? Cause I've seen it myself. I have to ask you, was it worse than what it normally is?
1: Yes. Because okay. I think it was like, it was an initiative to make it look more chaotic and everything. So, the it, this shit's hilarious. Like I'll say that. Like it's fucking hilarious. Ziggler's in there beating up one geek. Yes, Dolph Ziggler is out here. Uh, you know because he's a shooter. You know he's in Raw Underground. So like much like the Fight Pit, like the Raw Underground has its own division es- essentially. So they introduce uh Baba Tunde. He has a name. It's like I they changed his name Pluto. It's like Do- Doka something or whatever. I forgot what it was. But he fucking like. You know, dismantles a guy or two. Uh, and, and they're like real quick things. Like they'll go back, they'll be like, all right, and we're on the ground and Shane Man standing out there with a ring. People are saying it looks like Fight Club, whatever. There are like, um, not, there are dancers, um, that are in there that are like, you know, like go-go dancers, like up on the perch or whatever, but they ain't exactly like, I ain't gonna get into it, but, um, I, you know, they could have came right around to Tampa and, and rounded up, you know, uh, 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 you know, superior, you know, that class of talent, if they wanted to have dancers, you know, involved with this. Do you,
0: do you mean like dancers that are like, that would perform, like, let's say south, like on, like on, um, Del Mabry south of Ray yes. and James Stadium? Oh, yes. those kind of dancers. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Um, that's, 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 I don't get that. I don't understand the point. And also like, I saw some of the pictures i saw some of the pictures and stills of it and like that don't even seem like i that doesn't seem appropriate for like the dancers doesn't seem appropriate for the setting do does this does that right. sound like
1: it, 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 so so the funny thing is like with it is like while all of it's going on there's like some royalty free music playing on underneath it the whole time <laughs> are you like- serious bro <laughs> Yes, like fucking Library of Congress, like track seventy six in the Ted Turner Library like style music that that is uh you know underneath all this shit. So it, wow. it's they're shooting it kind of cinematic style. They mind you, they have all the goofy camera cuts, everything. Like it's just like I don't see how anyone will watch this and think of anything but the camera cuts. Um at the end, this whole thing leads up to, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley, MVP and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, they're calling themselves the Hurt Business now. So these guys like arrive to the building um, and, you know, they they get wind of the raw underground thing. They're like, All right, we're going to go see what's up. And at the end, you know, they pretty much beat everyone's ass. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin like took his shirt off and you forget how big that dude is. And then when you think about it, Bobby Lashley fits perfect in the raw underground. So does, uh, uh, Sheldon Benjamin and then MVPs in there, uh, selling out and you know, talking that shit and he beat someone's ass too. And then they, they clear out everybody. They run, Brandon Williams tries to run in there. Uh, he gets scooped by Lashley, I believe, or no, he gets scooped by uh, Sheldon Benjamin. Uh, they beat up swerve. They beat up pretty much everybody that was like out there or whatever and said basically we run this shit and then like they went off the air and they, they're in their fancy dress clothes and they walk in and whoop everyone's ass in a in a quote unquote shoot
0: okay so a few things one they've been calling themselves the hurt business for a few weeks now you know whatever but why would they beat up Swerve when Swerve is like he's going to be like challenging for the Cruiserweight title in like a couple weeks I don't care about none of that I know they don't care about none of that, but that doesn't mean it's not dumb. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that's stupid.
1: Like there were like there's tons of guys around the ring, right? And they end up like clearing everybody out essentially, like who else wants some Adibos type of thing? So, um, so I now saw. They it.
0: Own, so now it's theirs that they like basically like they they strong armed this from Shane. Like is Shane, who's like, Sh- l-
1: like Shane, kind of like just like looked at him like, oh guys, like I didn't expect this. Like essentially, like. So they were like standing in the ring and then Shaman Man was on the floor like, like, you know, looking at the camera, holding the microphone like, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. This is some shit like that. So like, I don't know what the, um, you know, I don't know where this is leading or anything, but there is no SmackDown underground. There is no NXT underground, but, uh, the Raw underground, it was funny. I'll give them that. But it definitely wasn't funny or unintentionally funny. Oh, unintentionally funny! Just okay. hilarious, like dudes walking in in dress clothes, shooting and beating people's ass. Um, the, the way they were doing all the fights, like Ziggler, like you'll flash in and a fight will be going on, and Ziggler mopping somebody. Um, it, it was just hilarious. You had to see it because like the thing is it, they would like cut back and forth to it or whatever, mm-hmm. and then at the end they're like, oh yeah, at the end you know here's whatever we got going on with it.
0: So like, but- the people that, w- that win like, are they going to get more matches in in like it's, like what is the point of this like does somebody nobody a, does somebody win a championship does somebody make no. money does somebody get you know accolades or push up the card for winning these matches like I heard no, there was something about tough. like uh about uh, now nah, yeah uh Eric Ro, Eric oh, or yeah his he beat somebody up yeah he beat somebody up like doing his normal wrestling shit and it's like uh, yes man did a V trigger for the finish. <laughs> So his when he basically does the mean he ye- looks over yes. somebody and yells. So, yes. like, but he never KO. They never do mat- ref stoppages when he does that in matches, though.
1: Right. So the, so the funny thing is, like, there's, like, a ref, but obviously there's no pins or anything. But Shaman Man is on the microphone like it's an and one game or whatever.
0: Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, yo, hot yo, hot sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, like it's,
1: like, Shaman Man has to, like, stop the match via on the mic it seems like it's shit like it's fucking hilarious like like if if it was anything it made me smile when i was watching it because it was just like wow i was like this is not good at all but this is like
0: (laughs) okay so you said (laughs) this is like a fucking car crash okay so you said there was a ref or there wasn't a ref
1: i think there was a ref but they weren't like they weren't like being counting falls or anything they weren't like you know, it just seemed like Shane fight? Man was in control. It seemed like they were there to like break them up or whatever. If somebody goes too far or something.
0: Okay. So who was, so who basically declared the other person the winner and who stopped the fight? Was it Shane? I think or it or was it Shane.
1: I think it was Shane. But, Shane's like on the outside of the ring with the mic the whole time, like the and one guy. Like it's, oh, like okay. I said, there's music okay. going on. They're not like real contests or whatever. There's yeah, just, it's just I, something okay. happening or okay. whatever. Okay. There's no like, you know. It's not like it's a official thing, obviously, but, but yeah, the raw underground, it, this shit was hilarious. Like, I'll give them that. Um, so was this it, like it, something
0: it, that was like, because you're saying it's going so short, was this some like a whole hour in time or was this like a thing where like it was like a one segment and then they would like go to something else, uh, in actual, uh, they keep uh, piece. coming back to it. So they I was keep going coming on, back to okay, it. Okay, so did you watch anything that actually happened, like inside the PC and away from the warehouse or whatever the fuck? Yeah,
1: was. I saw Montez Ford wrestle a match against Andrade, and he like oh, collapsed, God. like he was Shawn Michaels in nineteen ninety five. I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, uh huh. And, and one minute he's shaking the ropes like Austin Ward, then right. he's like face down, pass out, and I'm like, great. I was That's
0: like, all there's all a bad. reason I don't watch this. That's um. Bad. Yeah, like that was, just, that was, that was a fi- that was the finish to it. They stopped the match. Um, anything else came up?
1: Uh, Shayna and Sasha did a match. But of course, it didn't have a finish because the finish was, <laughs> um, it was Asuka attacking Bailey outside the ring. That was the finish.
0: And they rang the bell because of what was happening outside the ring, even though there are literally Hundreds of matches in WWE over the last decade, where someone runs into the ring and there is right. no fucking uh, bell ring, just fucking nonsense. Uh, what else? Right? Uh, did you? Wait, wasn't Caleb arguing that there wasn't no bullshit going on on Raw 2 And then like that happened minutes later. Then that happened.
1: I don't remember that, but uh, we would have to confirm it with him. But there were like it was the shana sasha thing and then the montez four thing right. and in between that they were cutting the on raw underground so i'm like this show is horrible like <laughs> so um they were up a tad bit but they were up from like the worst rating ever so uh, how much are they really up so i mean uh, i don't
0: care about the i don't i don't i don't care about the rating like that's the why show, they're doing was the show good or bad
1: that's why they're doing the raw underground because they were headed towards like the lowest rating ever, especially Vince was just getting off that uh conference call and actually getting impressed by investors. Like, so why is like wrestling on Wednesday like bouncing back and Monday and Friday isn't like on the ratings? And he was like, "Cause they're newer." And I'm Which like, makes no sense." That
0: makes no sense, Vince. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like the. Both sh- the Wednesday shows are good shows most weeks. Yeah, the the uh. the Monday show has a lot of good wrestling, but has a lot of dumb stuff on it that drags down to good wrestling. The Friday show seems to seems to Wall have cause. good wrestling every every you know blue moon, and then like has some of the has worse angles than than Raw does. So it's like. Your shows are bad on Mondays and Fridays. People don't want to watch your bad shows.
1: Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's the new strategy right now with Raw. Like they're throwing wild angles at the, um, at the screen, like the Raw Underground, like fucking retribution, which is like oh, motherfuckers God. throwing a Molotov cocktail at a generator and then running around, and they're covering it head-to-toe from black, which may or may not, like, look like something you may have seen on the news. Um, <laughs> you know, this is like WWE's take on Antifa. Yes. Um, and, of course, these are the, the villains, I would imagine, in the Invisible Managing Universe, right?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean...
1: Uh, then I, I saw a clip of them. They like, uh, I guess they overran SmackDown. Yeah, like they got a chainsaw and they cut up the ropes. They all look like the angriest, like four foot eight people. Like it was just bad. Like they were beating on. They they were like spray painting the plexiglass and shit. Like uh, with no WWE in it. Like it was just like yo. They're trying anything right now. That's that seems to be what's happening on the main right. Oh, even in NXT right now, we're gonna talk about old Pat McAfee later. But
0: um, they throwing shit at the wall right now. Fine by me. Aside from that, NXT was a good ass show. That was the only thing that was that I would be negative about on that show. That was actually uh, on the show. Like Wednesday was a Wednesday was a huge bounce back from um, last week. A huge bounce back um but yeah just i uh i don't know will you be checking out the raw underground no (laughs) are you kidding me no uh
1: i I suggest if you watch anything i I just look it up on youtube just so you can just see the clips, just to see what i'm talking about like with the camera cuts and like the hilarious vibe of the place like and, and it's like the lighting is like low, kind of, so it looks like a dungeon and shit. Like it's, it's way the fuck out there. Like,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, one more, one more note on the on the main roster thing. They're coming up with some convoluted thing to figure out. I think Bailey's next uh title challenger at SummerSlam. Like they're doing ready like, for Charlotte to come back. <laughs> nah, Charlotte, Charlotte's not gonna make it. I don't think. Um, but there's they're doing basically like. An open, oh, cr- like a tournament from like people from NXT in the main roster to. There's a Battle Royal. Oh, it's a Battle Royal. Okay, it's something like that where they're bringing in people from NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. I don't know what show it's on, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown. I'm assuming it's SmackDown. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, that's where you have to do, that's what you have to do. Like, you can't just, like, figure out a way to pick somebody between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and push them as the next challenger they have to still continue doing this even though this shit kicked off before fucking Wrestlemania this should be over by now and they should like come back to it like a year from now or whatever else like why is it still going on whatever
1: Yeah, triple brand battle royal from what I heard um I'm not believing that they in Charlotte till she don't show up. Uh, <laughs> after that, who, who who do you think from NXT is is going to get drafted to get beat by Bailey?
0: Um, if any. Well, seeing that they're going towards this uh, Mercedes Martinez Rhea thing, it won't be Rhea, or I don't think it will be Rhea, even though it should be Rhea. And you, watch, if you saw the match she had on Wednesday, it's like, why the fuck is Rhea on the main roster it's trying to save this fu- save SmackDown? Um. Uh, let's see.
1: Cause she has to do the Robert Stone brand feud and run through all the people.
0: Let's see. I'm I'm assuming. I I, I don't know. Like I mean, they could do <clears throat> people. They could do. They could do. That makes sense. Like they could do Rhea or EO, those are two people that I think, like, great enough to be, I mean, actually matter or whatever else, and then you can just throw in the history with, um, their Great American Bash stuff, and tie in the Oscar EO thing, or whatever else, if you want to. Um. But, me, again. I guess. I mean, there's a bunch of people that can, can throw Candace at her, too, if they wanted to, or Tegan Knox, or, um, I wanna say Shotzi Blackheart. I don't, think, I don't think they do that. Um I don't know. Like, I don't know if you they're actually gonna put anybody that's actually a player on NXT because like I don't think they're actually gonna go with someone in NXT to be on SummerSlam unless it's Rhea again. Mm, um okay. So I I think they might you I think you might get like Casey Candizaro and Lacey uh I'm sorry, like, Kaden Carter, got to make sure. I <laughs> always mix that up.
2: I'm gonna go um, with media.
0: Okay, um, especially yeah, yeah. I'm trying
1: to think like somebody that like. Either A, they don't have to push this babyface in like NXT right now that can come in and just fucking lose to Bailey because they have Bailey being Hollywood Hogan and shit right but now. So. <laughs>
0: but do you, do you actually think that like the person they pull up from NXT is actually going to win and be on SummerSlam?
1: Sure. Why not? They can go, go in there and get, and get a, a L at SummerSlam because it ain't like you win the title. You're just going in there to lose probably.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I just don't you I mean, know it would be busy. a
1: nice time, like, you know, Bianca Belair could just win this shit, and then, like, you know off to the races but, you know, they don't you know
0: <laughs> it's amazing, like, she debuted on the main roster, or c- got called up, her at first R- time WrestleMania. Call- was at, re- at WrestleMania, and this is what, like, at WrestleMania, and then, like, they've done this with her, um, or by this I mean nothing, um
1: Bianca Belair has done more to get herself over than they have. She okay. has done a home invasion.
0: Well, we don't. Well, first off, we don't know if if that that was probably just a work shoot. They were like, "Yeah, go ahead, do it. We don't care." It's like, so what? It's ridiculous. It was great. Oh, oh, a home invasion work shoot for like some shit that probably won't even make TV. I just, just incredible. <laughs> this company is unbelievable uh do you see by any chance on Wednesday you, or not Wednesday but on Monday do you see any of the Dominic in Seth stuff any chance
1: I saw Seth Rollins cutting a promo and like zoned out nothing I, I retained nothing from his promo Seth's but I know win. they're doing a match
0: Seth's gonna win uh, put, him in the, put him in the casket this year isn't he uh,
1: I mean I'm, I'm sure he'll be nominated like this is he, he was nominated last year wasn't he
0: This is so much worse than that. Man. So much worse than that. Like, I I think
1: he said less dumb stuff in the media, but like, I don't know. Like, I think his character is just awful.
0: They are ruining his career. Like, he still has good matches on pay per view, but outside of that, like, this thing has done nothing for him. And he's not getting nobody over either. He hasn't gotten Samoa Joe over. He hasn't gotten, um, the Viking Raiders over. He hasn't gotten, uh, Kevin Owens over. He hasn't gotten, uh, who, uh, Ray or Dominic over. Like he may get Dominic over, but, that's because they we'll see. We'll see. It all comes down to if Ray Mysterio signs a sheet of paper. And I guess we can go we can move on to that now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we we
1: can we can transition
0: right into that, Yeah. yeah so we talked about it the last couple of weeks about um Ray Mysterio Jr. and how his contract is ran out and he is still doing stuff for WWE um right now and he's still deciding you're still negotiating. Ray wants to pay raise because they're making way more money than they've ever made. He's way more valuable than he's ever, than just about any other time he's ever been right now. And there's also a second uh, a second um, pers- uh, player at played for his services. Um, word is from Fightful, I be- Fightful, right, Sean Rossap, um, that AW. I think it was has- Melcher that reported that. I saw Fightful. Anyway, whatever one 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 of the one of the oh. insider dirt sheet dudes <laughs> that, that is prominent uh, has reported that they have the AEW has matched Rey Mysterio's offer from WWE. Um, the only holdup it seems to be is, or one would assume, is Dominic in his future because we don't know how long he signed there, and you already know what's going to happen if he leaves. Um... So, I know I know what I would do if I was uh Ray Mysterio, but gotta remember Ray's been in the game since shit nineteen ninety or some shit like that maybe eighty nine he
1: might view this very as, good businessman has lots of friends right that are smart also
0: right. I don't know if he's view. I don't know if his ideas have changed on the idea of somebody getting buried in in one company and moving to another. If he feels like this is something that Dominic will not be able to survive to have a thriving career after he's buried, or if people, or if you realize that like that get, people don't, people don't fall for that game no more. So I think that's really the two holdups: his son and whether or not he has evolved and talked to enough people to realize that like, nah. Dominic will still get chances after this if you leave elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people suggest, like, just send Dominic to Shibata and then, (laughs) you know, you do what you do, Ray. Like I heard people say that. And, um, I don't think you can argue with Shibata. Um, if he's in WWE, I don't know if he, I mean, he does have a match on SummerSlam coming up, right? He's going to be wrestling Seth Rollins, but you know, say, that that's real easy for them to wash their hands of. All right, all right, beat them in five minutes and then like never book them again, like or whatever.
0: It's almost like uh right now it kind of seems like the uh like the high, like the four star five star uh football recruit that is choosing between two rivals in the SEC or the ACC, and they're like, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go here, and they're trying to leverage some things, you know. In front of the scenes and also behind the scenes, if you catch my drift. And Mm -hmm. like the second, the second somebody signs somewhere, that leverage is gone. And like I understand that they think like the, uh, the, 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 um, the national signing deadline is SummerSlam, right? In theory, it's like, are we gonna push my son or are we not? And I'm gonna hold out until SummerSlam. I gotta, I gotta tell Ray or, or anybody that's around Ray. I hope they hear this. You holding out for to see what happens out to past SummerSlam is not going to stop them from burying your son after that. They'll just quickly like let's say you know Ray holds out for another month until. Why'd September, you make right? us wait so long? No, Why'd no, you make it, us wait no, so long until September? Right. You can do it, have your little moment or whatever else they do at SummerSlam. And then the second you sign with AEW or whatever else, or just, or honestly, the second you sign back with WWE, they finna yeah. undo a, they finna undo your moment. They don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it, just undo it, it. If it, like, if it's me, right? If you're Tony Khan, fuck matching the deal. You have to exceed it, right? Um, I know it is a pandemic. You know, Ray is you know forty five or whatever. But I mean, to get Ray Mysterio, I'm not you know like this is not Zack Ryder we're talking about. Like this is right. this is not uh, even Matt
0: Hardy or right. uh, Brody Lee. This right. is like this is somebody else. Right. We're talking so, about we're talking about one of the most one of the short list of most influential wrestlers of the last. 25, 30 years of wrestling. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I get you. Um, who who it would also have years of fresh matches? I mean, yeah. he
1: does in both places, right? But, will, be done the will not. Correct. What are the odds that, like, he actually, like, gets to really go all out and get treated how he wants to get treated? Because this company's never treated him well. Like, they've never, like, pushed him seriously. Like, right. they, 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 so, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough for Ray because I imagine like, you know, looking at it like with trying to get Dominic established is like, all right. I mean, there's more than one place to do that
0: now. Yeah. I would like to know, or do you know this? Like what is the situation with Dominic? Like is he actually signed to WWE? I, I,
1: I don't know. I will have I feel, to check that.
0: Cause like if he isn't, I don't know what the problem is. Like, you know, no, you know, Ray seems to be this uh, appears to be this honorable dude, and that's been the case for you know thirty years. So, like, I'm sure he's going to finish out his program or whatever else. Like, let's say Dominic isn't signed, finish out the program. You know, Ray or I'm sorry, uh, Seth pops out Dominic's eye too, and then they move or whatever else, (laughs) right? And then they move on from there, but. I, I, I don't, if it were me, maybe this is me being selfish as well, but like, I don't see the point in staying other than I'm, I'm trying to rack as much money as possible. And, you know, raised from that generation of, I'm trying to rack as much money as possible. Right. So like, there's that as well. And, you know, I don't, I think that. Either way, Ray's gonna be, Ray wins regardless because either Ray's finna, you know, make the money they, uh, make the offer, um, you know, go to AEW, make a shit ton of money, or he goes back to W to make even more money because it's like, I don't think that Vince would let Ray walk when he can up his offer. I don't think he would I do think, that.
1: I think, I think the only chance for, like, if Vince learned his lesson from Chris Jericho, because Vince gets real funny about older guys, Um, like, he let Chris Jericho go thinking that, yeah, I mean, you know, his best days behind him, whatever, it is, you know, and turned out Jericho had another, like, hot drawing run in them all around the he, world.
0: He had arguably the best drawing run of his – actually, not arguably. He did have the best drawing run of his entire career after that.
1: Right. So, if Vince doesn't learn that lesson, I think Ray is in play. And if you're Ray and you are a like elite level worker that you are, uh, he's always had a high price on the indies and ew, dude's a veteran of the business. Yeah. Are you insulted? Vince McMahon doesn't want to give you more money and you know what it is. Like, especially with all these like profits and pr- projections and WWE making more money than ever on TV, I- even in a fucking pandemic than any year they've ever made. Like, Ray has to be like, if y'all want me, why don't y'all prove it? Why do like these people I don't even have a relationship established with they're able to match me on day one. Yeah. So like,
0: yeah, I mean, this I is don't tr- know. That. It's, it's, I would think that's an insult. Yeah, this is definitely turned into the respect thing. Um, obviously, I mean, even more than normal, like, you know, all you know, what this comes down to is, you know, <clears throat> the rate or whatever else. And the rate is the, the amount of respect you command. With you know whatever relationship you're in or uh, inside of an organization, so I'm um, gonna I mean, see where this goes. Like, Which one I don't do you think Vince McMahon
1: respects. Like, huh? right. do you think he respects Ray asking him for more money? Because I would think he would.
0: Yeah, I, I, ultimately, what I think would I mean? I, ultimately, we got to see. We got to sit here and wait until we hear what what you know what the bump is as far as. Now that he's gone somewhere else and gotten a counter offer that matches it, what this you know what this when they go back to the table what this looks like because they're gonna pretty much have to give Ray like you know what it seems what do like, he want one point five two million a per year, <clears throat> um, otherwise, you know what are we talking about you know. here? Like, you know, we Aaron know Bishop came back to TNT. Ray Mysterio <laughs> might as well, too. Oh my god. <laughs> like, but but seriously, though, think about it. Like, we already know Ray was already, like, close to a million already. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to pay Rays. And you also look around and it's like, wait, you gave Anderson and Gallows th- Shawn Michaels 90s money? Are you out here? You're lucky I don't ask you for three million a year, you jackasses. <laughs> like,
1: like Ray really got them by the balls. Like if they yeah. don't play ball with him, I think that's I think that's so stupid because if Tony Khan gets his hands on Ray Mysterio, there are so many hot programs immediately. He's going to know exactly what to do with them. They're going to do is- a rematch with Jericho, they're going to have him fight the fucking Lucha Brothers or align with them or whenever Pac comes back, they're going to put them in there together. Or there's this other guy named Kenny Omega, he could wrestle <laughs>
0: or he can wrestle Moxley or he can wrestle Cody. Yeah. Like they Here's the thing. People, they're actual game changers. This is the reason why Ray signed that short-term deal. He wasn't no dummy. He, this is the reason why he signed that 18-month deal, and they wanted him to yes. sign long, and he was like, nah, I'm good, to get to this situation. And, like, Elite honestly, level worker. At, and, at least, and at the time when he signed a 18-month deal, there is no fucking way that he thought that AEW would be doing as good as it's doing right now. <laughs> so he's like, I don't really came up. <laughs> so, you know.
1: Get it to free agency. Yeah, wrestlers. like,
0: shouts out Please. to Rey Mysterio. Like, he, he, you know, this turned into, this went to, into his favor far better than even, you know, even I would have expected or anybody reasonably would have expected. Like, a W signed that four year deal. They got they got Kevin Durant to the to the uh, Nets money right now. They're under that kind of contract. Like it's, yeah, man. I I, I want to see when it comes to nut cutting time because it's like we gonna get here. Rubber's about to meet the road and like it's soon, very soon. Because like all out since September, like a decision yeah. will be made. And it will be made in the next few months or next few uh, weeks whether where he goes and he's already and the there's next, no there's no 90 day no compete because that contract been ran out
1: yep he could walk in anywhere right now yeah so.
0: um,
1: um
0: but yeah, yeah like play
1: it, the game right yeah. Make him pay you. Whoever it is, make
0: him pay. Yeah, like I will. I I selfishly, selfishly, I'm I'm sounding like LeBron talking about uh about the, about the Drake thing. Selfishly, selfishly, want him to end up in AEW. I want to see Ray versus Ray. I want to see that. I want to see Ray, Ray versus, versus Ray. Oh is my Ray God, that's Ray? a poster. That's a poster. I know Ray versus hey, Ray. Hey, <laughs> hey, Rich. It's almost if like I've been thinking about this for like years now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> about that for years. So, like. No. Ray, Ray versus, versus Sammy, Ray.
1: you, you, you want to get him going. You, like, you want him to be a future superstar. I I know a guy, Sammy Guevara, can wrestle. <laughs>
0: Dude, like, the idea of Ray Mysterio in 2020, like, wrestling in main events, like, it, I, I mean, like, championship level main events is like, so. And while he can still do it, like, if you had told me five years ago this was possible, I would be like, I wouldn't believe it. But, like, We are here and we have seen it. Like, Ray is still great. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, in like the game, in like, you know, he's been so influential that the game has moved his way. Like, especially in AEW, like that is the style. Like the house style is Raymond Mysterio Jr.'s house style. Uh, so yeah, man, I would, I would love to see it. Um, but you know, either way he wins. So, you know, congratulations to Ray Mysterio Jr. Just work this game. Yeah. Don't
1: let this game work you. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought that in 1996, the first time we saw Ray that he would now become like the new the new Kevin Nash, <laughs> the new Scott Hall. Oh my god! You know, oh,
1: we we need the denim Ray Mysterio Jr. outfit. Oh my you know. God. You know, we need Ray to join the Dark Order. Oh you know, God. like I was saying a couple of days ago, Ray
0: already in the mask on you no, boys. Stupid. Yeah, and I said that to you. And I was like, "There's look, there is no chance." The of Dark Order it. motif. Think, of, think, think of the dusty, crusty incels that are uh, the Dark Order, and now imagine Ray Mysterio in one of his Louis masks or one of his Gucci masks, right? Or when he's out there wearing one of them, one of them Versace uh, silk shirts, and he's sitting next to them, not happening, not possible. That is disrespectful. Hey, you stop this. There,
1: there are levels to the Dark Order, much like Scientology. You know, like you know, oh so the, Ray's, Ray's on three. you know, he's on Ray's three. like the high level Dark Order. Like, oh, like God. you aspire to he be clear, like huh? Ray. He's gone clear. Yes.
0: yes. Oh, you no, know, he's at God. the top.
1: Like he's just, you know, he's right there. <laughs> Brody looks at him as an equal. You know. Hmm,
0: that would be funny to pair them, like if you Brody Lee versus Rey Mysterio, and like the first thing is like is it's, like Babyface versus heel, and then and then they talk about like you know they play off of this contract stipulate or a dispute right now that or negotiation. that <laughs> would be funny. It'd be petty as hell, but it'd be funny. Um, yeah, man. Like, look, think of another match you can actually make some money off of. Rey Mysterio versus Marco Stunt. You can do that. And people will watch the hell out of that. The big
1: man Rey Mysterio offense. The monster, (laughs) the monster Rey Mysterio against Marco Stunt. (laughs) Rey Mysterio versus the Jungle Boy. MJF trying to unmask Rey Mysterio. Oh my god. Yeah. You can do a whole lot.
0: Yeah, a whole lot. Um hopefully we get to see it. Okay, so what do we got next? What do we got next? Um, talked about Raw, talked about Rey Mysterio. Um, you want to just go to Wednesdays now, or is there something else we were supposed to get to? There was something else, but I can't remember it right now. Um, huh.
1: So, I guess, uh, before yeah. we get to Wednesdays, <sighs> oh we got to let you guys know you, know, you know, about our sponsor of the show. <laughs> Manscaped. The number one tool for your family jewels. This is, um, you know, uh, you know. When I look at the manscape, uh, joining, you know, thinking about always having to be, uh, you know, groomed cleanly. There's fresh nothing else I'd rather. Yeah, fresh to death. Uh, you know, like Outcasts, ain't nobody. You know, fr- dope as me, I'm just so fresh, so clean. I just manscaped. So uh, they've got that 7,000 rpm motor they have the led light so you can see what you're doing you got the 90 minutes so if you want to you know detail and and make sure you are doing it correctly oh yeah you you'll be there nice and smooth uh, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscape.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the code word suplex <laughs>
0: I just thought to myself, like, one of these days, it's going to get to a point where you be like, <laughs> you try to come up with these reads for, for Manscaped, and you be like, uh, yeah, next when <laughs> you want to get camera ready, get to, on Manscaped. <laughs> because <laughs> don't tell me, so, some of y'all ain't out here.
1: On tape.
0: Oh yes. There's, there's, there's no way. What? Y'all not. Some of y'all freaks on here. <laughs> All right.
1: Look, it's, it's not 1984. It's not 1985, 86. None of that. We, we ain't trying to see nothing, you know.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to Wednesday. AEW Dynamite taking away, Rich.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So last week I was very down in the dumps and um upset about the show and just thinking it was like good god like like what's going on here. None of that happened this week. Uh, I was very happy this week. I thought they bounced back tremendously. Couple great matches, uh some yep. awesome promos. Um it, it just felt like a much more alive um you know promotion and I was Very happy! I didn't have to come on here and rip them up again. It's like you know they heard me. So uh, anytime you know I can I take a little credit for for someone in the office listening to uh, One Nation Radio. You know I will go ahead and assume that you know. um, But let me get these results pulled up. So um, basically, we started with a twelve man tag, which was the Elite and FTR against the Dark Order. Um, So. The cool thing was they were already kind of, you know, facing off, like no entrances, straight to it. Uh, this was awesome. Um, the, uh, dark order team was Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grisson, five and nine. Now nine has never been, um, like introduced at any point, but some people have done some digging and discovered that it was Brandon Cutler and it makes total sense. Uh, look at the body type, look at how he hopped to the top rope look out who he was in there with Nick Jackson uh, for most of the time when he was in there with the chemistry seemed like it was Brandon Cutler would make a lot of sense there. I hope that they like have a way to kind of acknowledge that if Cutler comes back to actually competing as Brandon Cutler somewhere, because then like the record, like he technically would have a win, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, this was awesome. I thought this was like a phenomenal match layout, great action, uh i went four and a half on this this was like this is awesome like in the the between the finish the um uh like the you know fcr leaving and you know it looks like he was actually going to hit kenny again they haven't you know looked like they were going to hit each other with the finish but kenny got pulled out of the ring then he catches the fucking uh big clothesline from Brody lee the Brody lee and hangman section was awesome i want to see those guys like fight um and also, um, saw Kenny and it were lead. That was pretty cool. But Nick Jackson was phenomenal in this match as normal. Alan Angels bumping for everybody. This was like this is just this is how you do it, man. I I've never seen no twelve man uh tad before, but if this is what they like, sign me up.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> I thought it was a great match. I'm not as high as as you. I gave it four flat. Um I thought the match was in a certain gear like stuck in third gear until Heyman finally came back i was sitting there waiting like all right like we'll end it now <laughs> like they're down f- uh, three six fuck out of here uh i don't care I, I understand that like five and nine are, are dweebs but like jesus christ come on now um and then once Heyman came back i was like okay and then Heyman um had his run where it, you know his basically uh, effectively a hot tag um and it was great um, I, I, just like you, I very much like the interaction between Brody and Hangman and Brody and Kenny. Um, the Brody and Hangman stuff was earned because they've been, you know, uh, they've been, you know, interacting the last couple weeks. Um, so that that was really fun. And I hope there was actually a mesh. You know, I want to see them down the line. Um trying to think what else yeah uh i i nick jackson went crazy because you know nick jackson has that running tag <laughs> match what like he does. Does. yeah that's what he does uh that, that was fun as hell um i do like the fact i do like the end where like they thought they they got you to bite on or they got me at least to bite on um slightly anyway that like this underman down team down four to six was going to win and then um at the end Bro, i or, thought they were going to win the whole time I never thought they were going to win. Like once, once you go down like three, I'm like, nah. Like I thought they could have won if they were down one man, but not two. Um. Mm. So anyway, uh, once you know Brody comes in, they they you know they botched the the or not botched, but like he misses the clothesline, but he sold it anyway and whatever. Uh, got out of there with the win. Keeps gives Brody a, a big win over you know a bunch of big stars, and he's really the only guy. It, uh, in a way, it's almost like Walter in the Imperium versus Undisputed Error match when uh, Wolf goes down where it's like, Well, mm-hmm. now we're down three to four, so I have to be fucking awesome uh in this match against against these other guys. So in a way it was I, I see some of the parallels in that. Uh even though that was unintentional, this was intentional. Um but yeah, I, I I'm interested in what they have to do with the Dark Order, and like, yes, this does make me think of, uh it did make me think a bit of the last show of Dynamite last year, but it, like, this one was done way better, like, they have elevated Dark Order, and they feel more like, you know, not just a complete afterthought, like they were, uh, you know, seven months ago. So or eight months ago. So um, they that means they've done a really good job with Dartwater, uh, especially you know, galvanizing around Brody Lee. So um, you know, this is one of those where it's like you think about that and you think about like how you know how down all of us were, you know, on that last show of the year where they beat up all the stars and it's like now it's like you know, they were outmanned and then they still put them away and like the biggest star on there is, you know, where he is now and he got that big win. Nice. It shows it like even yeah. when they make mistakes, like they eventually come back around and fit, work on things and you know get it back right.
1: Yeah, um, this was uh, like like this was an excellent way to start the show, and it was just like it felt like oh man, this is like the way the shows need to be opening. Like yeah. we expect them to. Um, after that. Um, we had uh, announcement of best friends and uh, uh, versus Santana and Ortiz said they are going to have the debate. Big Hole is going to face an opponent of Britt Baker's choosing. Uh, commentary we had Taz, Shivani, and Ross. Of course, Excalibur's still not there. Um, he will be returning August twenty sixth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard. So I don't know if this was like one of those silent suspensions or them like gathering more stuff because I've just heard that uh Excalibur is the main culprit in, like, the PWG thing because there's just so much video of his. I was talking to Josh about it, um, that there's so much shit. And apparently he has apologized for this stuff before, but I don't know if that was um, – I, I don't know where that's located. So I was talking to Josh, and I was like, well, if he apologized before, he should have no problem coming out. And apologizing again, talking right. about what he's learned in that scenario and always be ready to stand on an apology at any time and right. atone for what you did at any time. Like, I think that if we're going to, quote unquote, forgive you or just let you, you know, uh, assume back where you were and you don't want to be like Hoganized, where we're just like, fuck you forever. You should be able to be like, all right, at any given time, somebody wants to question me about this. Like, I'll have answers ready.
0: Right. I and think that's fair trade. Right. And, and you know, they touched on the point that just, like, simple concerns, like, we didn't know who the fuck you were when this happened, and we didn't know who the fuck you were when you apologized for this, so, like, it's back in, like, you're in this elevated platform or whatever else, it's like, and, like you said, if your apology was real, there's no problem to apologize again, right? So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yep. you know, I would like to know, um, some of the machinations around or logistics around you know him not being off air like I heard it was talked about like they took him off air or he, he was either his decision or their decision to take him off air because he didn't want to be the center of or, or be part of a story while the show was going on and like I think that that's appropriate I would like to know um, given what they've done as a precedent with Guevara with you know you doing something in the past before you were at AEW now you're in AEW you you know you know, uh, get fined and your quote unquote uh, checks are sent to charity. What is going on, or what is the deal with Excalibur? Um, right. Yeah, like, I mean, you've already, you've already, you know, opened that Pandora's box. Now, w- what is the action for or recourse for this now? Um, and I would like to hear this eventually from AEW <laughs> slash uh, Excalibur.
1: Yep. Um, so after that, we got John Moxley cutting a promo. This promo was awesome. Yeah. Um, he said he had a lot of demons earlier in his career. He said people tried to talk me out of fights and I didn't listen. So he understands, uh, why Darby is fighting him tonight. He sees a lot of Darby Allen in himself. Uh, he said the roles are reversed and now he's a veteran talking sense to the young guy. He said Darby's his favorite guy in AEW and he doesn't want to be responsible for ender Uh, I just hope he stays down when it's time. And it was like, man, this is good. Like these are all very like, you know, it's very it's not hard at all. Like it's I'm fighting a younger version of myself. I just hope like, yeah, and unfortunately I might have to hurt myself essentially.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, he said, I know this guy's going to beat me one day, but today's not the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um very well done. I I think he also mentioned the part where, you know, they did the the, the just horrific looking spot where um, he gave them the Death Rider off of the second rope. So, he yes. mentioned how he almost snapped his neck, or he had to, you know, almost paralyze him to get him down the last time. So, yeah, this was, we talk about all the time, like, he comes on, you know, almost every week, and he hit, keeps hitting these stand-up doubles. This He laid this one out to a triple. Like, this home run is coming eventually. And yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, he we got to talk about, we got to talk about it. um, Sam, you know, Sam's obviously a huge, uh, he's been championing uh, Ambrose slash Moxie for for the longest. Like, given the, given the way the year has been, um, for a lot of people, not in-ring performer, not in-ring rest of the year, like actual, uh, not, or not most, most outstanding performer, like, but wrestler of the year, Mm-hmm. Moxley's got to be a got to be a candidate, right? Or am I just tripping on this?
1: Yes, uh unquestionably. Unquestionably he has to be a candidate because like if we look at the formula from last year, right, right? He at least meets that. Like doing big business in two different companies, um having critically acclaimed work at the same time in two different companies, um stabilizing like he's been a Awesome ratings like mover. Right. As his time as the champion for, for most of it. I mean he had like, you know, a couple times he struggled, but I mean it was a pandemic. So um Yeah,
0: everybody's gonna uh, well, be fair, all of his peers uh, are also gonna have you, some of that. Well hold on. One thing you get back to your point, like all of his peers are also gonna have those stumbling blocks too.
1: Yeah. Um, his, uh, pay-per-view work in AEW, like, building those programs, even on short notice, it was a little thin with Brody, but they more than made up for it in the match. Um, so, yeah, I think he's definitely, uh, on the short, like, he would have to be on your short list of, uh, Wrestler of the Year candidates.
0: Yeah, like, right now, for me, off the top of my head, I'd have to think, like, the two people that come to mind immediately are Kenny... In him, um, there's really nobody besides Keith Lee that I really am thinking about from the perspective of WWE. Um, I mean, that's not fair. I would say Drew, but the Drew, Drew has this problem where, like, his work is good, his promos are good. However, like, he's not drawing. in you know, that's one of those weird things. Like with WWE, like, how do you? Uh, separate the fact that, like, he's on a sinking ship from the fact that, like, he is doing very well while on the, sh- while the ship is sinking, and, like, you know, um, I would throw Mayu in there, she would never, you know, win, but, like, she's also, you know, up there, um, if you watch, you know, more wrestling than what the normal winners are out of this, but she has no real chance, uh... And you know, honestly, like if yeah, it, I w- I mean, I was, I was still, th- <laughs> it, I would throw on Okada on there just because of like his, the the Tokyo Dome stuff. But um, that's really all. Like, I, I'm not. He's Naito, falling out. Of-
1: he's not. He's, he's not a real candidate this year. Yeah, like he's
0: gonna like yeah. what's gonna have to say like, him G1? and
1: Naito are not candidates.
0: Oh, Naito definitely not. Fuck no. Like he's no. But uh, but as far as like um Okada, like we'll see what happens once the G one comes around. Um, I think, I think things change yeah. once the, once that, like, you once that comes into play. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the people that I think are, unless I'm missing somebody, those people that immediately come to mind, like Drew, Keith Lee, Moxley, Omega, Mayu. Yeah, I, I mm. and who you have winning it right now? I think I might pick Moxley.
1: I might pick Moxley right now, yeah, yeah, just yeah. because like he's been like a main eventer, right? And um, then you, like he's like, been he's been a world champion, right? So the like, if you're the world like champion, it means more than being the tag team champion as things are set up right now. Yeah,
0: and then like you think of best feuds this year and all the wrestling, like he's in two of them. Like, the Jericho versus Inner Circle, or the Moxie versus Jericho, uh, Inner Circle thing was great. The the Cage thing was great. I, you know, we'll see what happens with this MJF and, thing. And I Suzuki. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, and Jesus. And Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moxie might be right here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um
1: like what if you think about pair this with the second half of two thousand nineteen? Like that's like a nice twelve month stretch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely is. And, you know, it would have been even better had he not had the, you know, the the gangrene or not gangrene but uh, the the, the MRSA thing flare back up because I really believe the match they were gonna have um between him and Omega the first match before it got postponed was probably I would have liked that I'm pretty sure I would have liked that more than what they end up doing um at the lights out thing but you know it was still a great match
1: yeah so um yeah I think you definitely gotta start talking about Moxley it's like a one that kind of hits you once you start adding it all up so yeah um,
0: um are we shortchanging Cody because of our biases against him yes Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think somebody um, else can mention
1: too. I think you can mention. I I think he would be a candidate. I don't think he's a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, think, I might actually. Yeah. For
0: him. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I still have. I I, I will put him third in Hi, AEW. Floyd. I'll put him third in AEW, uh, but he's somebody that like. You know, we'll see where the, how this shakes out. But like, he has the matches, he has the promo work, he has the feud with the MJF thing. Like, he he belongs to be. He's somebody that should be mentioned.
1: Yeah. Um. So we got uh, best friends versus uh, proud and powerful. I like this more than most best friends matches recently. <laughs> <laughs> um. I did not like the fact that they won, but mm. seeing what happened after, it makes uh, I understand. Yeah.
0: Um. Like, I'm not being problem powerful with fucking best friends, but, I'm, um, why does it feel like they have been trying to get best friends in some sort of, um, no DQ type match slash street fight for like months now? It was originally, it was originally supposed to be like part the, part Lucha Bro- is, the Lucha Brothers. Right. right. And now, like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, let's. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, I don't know what happened to that. I mean, obviously, we know, what happened in the, the pandemic and Pac never came in. And they were going to do it, like, in a, you know, with Orange Cassidy and Pac. Uh, but yeah. now it seems like, you know, he's doing, Orange Cassidy doing the Jericho thing. So it's like, well, we want to do something. All right, go out there and, you know, do the thing. Where do you think they do this at? Do you think they do this on TV? Because I don't think this is big enough for uh, pay per view um maybe maybe it's
1: on tv maybe they could do it as like they could do a big street brawl for tv and or excuse me for the pay-per-view and put it on like third or something um the only thing is, I don't know what the Bucks are doing. So you, I would think the Bucks are going to get that second tag team match, whatever it is, at the pay per view. I don't know if they're going to do a third
0: one. So that's, um, that's another reason why I think they're going to do this on TV. And also, um, given what happened with Loomis, um, they're going to have some big ass. I, I would assume what they're you know what they're made out of this uh, North American thing. I think they're gonna have two big ass matches, so they kinda of need something to combat that on T V. Um so I think I think it'd be better <clears throat> served to be on TV as well. Yeah, so um
1: like uh, what's his name? Ortiz got rolled up at the end. I think this is all part of getting Trent that like tough guy credibility eventually for when they split him off.
0: <laughs> Don't we all I want
1: Trent were made?
0: Yeah. Don't we all want Trent just to be single, like solo? Like I feel like, I feel like me. I don't clamor for it,
1: but like it's like, well, clearly that's, I think the design or whatever, but like it's funny because I like both of the the wrestlers, except when they team up, like the team doesn't excite me. It doesn't do anything for me.
0: I feel like you could do, have we seen the versus the unbox yet?
1: Yes. We have
0: how the young was that? Bus
1: beat them. The young bucks beat them on TV. It was really good. That was the same night that Jericho had the ticket, and then oh. the Dark Order was in the ring. He was cheering for the Dark Order. The that's match right. after that was Bucks versus Best Friends.
0: Okay, that was okay. pretty good. Okay, so that was like, damn, that was like October. That was last year, I believe. Yeah, that was, yeah that's <laughs> October of last year. Yeah, um, that's like, like that's like episode like three or three or four, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that a while yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I he, just yeah, you're you're right. Like I think I watched Trent and like no knock against um, Chucky Teba's like them being like this. Yeah, it's us. Like this um, disaffected like um, like feeling while they're together. Like I don't. Like I I get the the tongue in cheekness of it and why people like it, but like I don't think people enough people will like it a lot to where like this has uh long term things. And honestly it's like we could use more men men's singles, right? There are people that like look mm-hmm. like you know, you could quote unquote traditionally push in that sort of way. Uh so I think I think um Trent Could do. I mean, we've seen it with um, his match with Kenny um, in Georgia. Um, Like, I I feel like there's. I feel like the best of him is as a single. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, you can do uh, Orange Cassidy and um, Chuck Taylor as a tag team. That could definitely work. That could. It could be a tag team. And I think, honestly, given that the act would be more uh, comedy or whatever else, it might actually end up you know being better for Chucky T in the long run as far as making money. Like being tied to that merch. Um you I mean you could absolutely make Orange Cassidy and Chuckie T a tag team champion uh level act if you wanted to, uh given how over Orange Cassidy is. Uh their matches, yeah. But it, it, it could get over to that level. Um so what, what was next on the show?
1: Uh, I, I just remember what we missed. What what I couldn't oh. think it was the women's tag team tournament. But we can go to that after this. Yeah. yeah um. Okay. okay so the uh MJF did a pre-tape skit of him at his campaign headquarters. Lee Johnson was back there. Uh, MJF yelled at him for hanging up the poster wrong. Uh, he told uh, a woman to smile, which is like a big no-no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or not talk at all, uh, he said because he has a title match uh, at All Out. He's not letting up on his campaign. They cut to a um a, a look at the poll statistics. Moxley was trending at negative eighty eight percent. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it was hilarious. Um, it, my, and MJF was up a hundred percent. Um, the camera person asked if he was concerned that Darby All might win the belt tonight. And the MJF said it would be a real shame if the 125 pound emo kid won the title. And I had to face him. So, uh, more, more funny stuff with MJF and kind of like, hmm, okay, there's a little angle here.
0: Yeah. Um, I still don't feel like he is main event material yet, but they better, like, they need to start interacting. Like Moxley and, uh, MJF needs to start interacting immediately, like so I can I can you know once they you know go eye to eye or you know trade jabs in the mic I can I can kind of see where they're going as far as maybe be able to feel it but like MJF feels like he's doing mid card stuff <laughs> he just does uh, but we'll see um, what, what was after this. So Matt Hardy
1: was in the ring for a promo. He cut the promo that he's been cutting on blogs and BTE for weeks. He said he came to uh, AEW because he wanted a place where he was respected, where he could be an attraction and give back to the young talent. Uh and, and, you know, he's going to help and basically drop all his gimmicks. He said that he's uh taking private party under his wing and he was trying to, you know, uh reach out to Sammy Guevara, but Sammy Guevara gave him the middle finger. Essentially, he said he no longer wants to help Sammy. He wants to hurt Sammy. So, um Matt looks dead in the camera. They show Sammy Guevara sneaking out from underneath the ring and right. he says, Sammy Guevara, I knew you'd come. And then they fucking ran it. Um, they had an awesome brawl, uh, which like peaked with, uh, Sammy Guevara throwing a chair at Matt Hardy's face and it buzzing him hard way, apparently. This was not a gimmick, James. This oh. was
0: real. Okay. Well, it sure looked like, uh, gimmick blood to me but you know
1: Look, I, I, at first I, I thought
0: so but this was
1: real apparently Sammy also, got like, a talking to
0: and also once it happened right like the way they cut away from the camera and then he cut back and he's being like oh okay like, but okay like if, if it was hard way it was hard way um yeah. have you seen have you seen the cut on his head yes it looks it like it looks like a blade. Big. it looks like a blade but alright whatever um but you know just watching it um I, I was like, yo, blood again? Again? <laughs> Jesus. Um, One Nation
1: Radio, always ahead. Yes. <laughs> remember, remember when Dustin Rose was rolling around on the mat for 25 minutes, not moving and bleeding all over uh, Turner Net- Network Television, we were telling y'all th- this time would come where it would be like, oh, more blood. Like it would come, and and so this blood, which was real blood, which shouldn't have happened, right? Like immediately, we're all like, "Well, hmm." Like I had to find out later that it was real, right,
0: like, right, right. Um, and so, I'm just finding out about it now through through you. Uh, but yeah, um, because I saw a picture and it was like that looks like a blade cut, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So you know, no harm, no foul. But we were going to get to you know later in the show. Because they didn't talk Because two people playing on this fucking show. Uh, but yeah, um, but
1: Sammy gave him that four fifty off the stage through the table. Excellent. I'm yeah. sure they're gonna have like a mash at all out. It, could it be the Cracker Barrel Clash James
0: Ah, uh, oh yeah, it is that time of year.
1: Maybe could, could you maybe. give Guevara? Because we know we know the man does not give a fuck. The last time we saw him on pay per view in a singles match like that man did like the 450 off the ladder uh through a table
0: on Darby (laughs) Allen yeah um I I mean I'd be okay with it I I wasn't thinking this would be a uh pay-per-view match but you know we'll see like I'm trying to see how this shakes out because um the new Jericho Orange Cassidy again Actually, no. That that that's probably not even going to happen. That's going to be because that's going to be on um, next week's show, right? Yep. Yeah. So maybe they blow that off then. But I'm thinking like between like the Young Bucks slash uh, Elite and FTR, um, and Cody Cody's got to have a match, and um, you know Moxley and MJF trying to you know in the women's match that we uh was probably going to be Sheeta versus Nyla trying to figure out like where this stuff kind of goes you know a few weeks out um maybe that makes it maybe that makes the card maybe they put that you know somewhere high profile on the show um we'll see so
1: um they cut away to the parking lot and uh Santana and Ortiz used the mad ball and the slope Edge hammer and beat up trent's mom Sue's van they spray painted sue in capital letters on the hood of the car and sprayed an x through it uh property destruction um i, I thought since ortiz looked way cooler afterward uh, th- this this was awesome and let it uh trent was not happy about this
0: yeah um I guess that's what he gets for like using his mom's vehicle and not using his own. Like, what the fuck's going on? Why? Are, like, why is he? Why is he treating like he's fifteen years old or sorry, sixteen years old? And like, he's taking the car to high school. <laughs> like, or he taking? The, right. He's taking the house to or the car to a homecoming or whatever else? It's like, it's Just like what's going his on? Man,
1: acting like a child.
0: Yeah, like how old is Trent? Is Trent older than us? He's
1: our age or older.
0: I, whatever, man, whatever. Uh... Yeah, um, I think the post, the part where they actually see the car, it gets worse because they bash out all the windows and they spray paint the hood. And then, like, when they finally see it, like, I don't know how far along when they actually see it, but, like, once they get to the vehicle, Trent and Chucky T and they see, and that's just on bricks. I howled. Yes. Yes. Bricks. <laughs> I, um, like,
1: but Trent's promo was funny that he cut. Uh, yes, you're baby, gonna apologize. You know,
0: yeah, you're gonna apologize. Yeah, yes. what? <laughs> Don't you, hey, bro? We pass apologize. You finna pay for this, bro. What's wrong with you?
1: You gonna pay with your ass? That's what. That's yeah. what it sounds like. <laughs> um, but up gonna next, apologize had, to my uh, sweet uh, mother Sue. <laughs> yes. Look, Sue. Look, look, Sue Beretta. You know she uh. She, she w- was getting recruited by the Dark Order, now she's had her van terrorized. Wait, what? So a couple, like, uh, I would probably say, when she, for the first time she showed up, like, when she did the match with, uh, or when she drove him in, for the that t- t- next t- week t- on BT. That. Yes, yes. Okay. The next week on BTE, like they flashed and she was hanging out with the Dark Order and the Dark Order was just like trying to give her something to drink, essentially like the Kool-Aid or whatever. Uh-huh. And she was like, Oh, these are nice guys or whatever. And then basically best friend was like, Hey man, come over here. Like you can't be miss trying to recruit my mom. What's wrong with you? Like I think Silver and Reynolds were involved in Brody oh Lee God. and shit. Shit was hilarious. Um <laughs> Dark Order's rule BCE for like the past month. Uh, and that's essentially why we got this match here, it seems like. So, uh, we had Matt Cardona and Cody teaming up against Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Uh, and I guess can we just go ahead and open the John Silver fan club, uh, right here on the air for One Nation Radio? Because, um, you know, th- James, I was told this was, ma- this match was meant to, you know, give someone a new start to expose uh-huh. a, a fresh coat of paint for a new star. Right. Someone that needs a look, someone that is trying to get their career started in AEW, uh, off with a bang. Uh, I, I think they, they accomplished it. You know, John Silver, you know,
0: didn't yeah. he think? <laughs> uh, Silver was, you know, it, it's funny that like the whole match was building towards Cody, you know, selling his ass off to build his hot tag for, uh, Cardona. And then, like, but meanwhile, like, you leave the match at the end of the match. You're like, who's the best wrestler you saw out of these four wrestlers? Silver. <laughs> who yeah. was the second? Who was the second best wrestler you saw out of these four? Cody. Who was the Who was the match designed to get over? Matt Cardona. What What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. it was like it was some great match. Either it was a good, it was a fine, good match. But it's like, Cody, the best wrestler I saw in that match was Silver. Cody was sold his ass off spectacularly well to get it to, to for the, in order to hand it over to Cardona. And Cardona was like, all right, well, he basically had like the same hot tag he's had that we've seen before. In I, was saying, I he,
1: learned nothing.
0: Right, when he was tagging with, uh, was it, uh, uh I'm sorry, uh, uh what's his Mojo. name? Mojo. Not Mojo, uh, Curtis. um, uh, Myers. Fandango. No, not Fandango. Oh,
1: Brian Myers. Brian, Brian Myers. Brian
0: Myers was his real name. It was the name of WWE. Curt Hawkins. Curt Hawkins, that's right. So it was like, We've seen it before. We know he can do this. Like nobody, I I, I learned nothing. Yeah, like we don't think that like uh, Matt Cardona is is a bad wrestler. We just say he's an average wrestler. And yeah, like
1: I I, li- this- I like this Tiger Driver 98. I believe I think he did like a nice Tiger Driver. That was like the one, you know, move that I saw. That's but right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Standard fare. Uh yeah. they gave him a bunch of pyro, so we'll I guess see. when you hang out with Cody, you know. Oh yeah, he did. Lots of lots of pyro and all yeah. that and Well, I liked the match uh, but yeah. you know, I was most impressed uh, with Silver and Reynolds and um you know, John Silver baby
0: pack as I say. <laughs> He's built like that. Yeah, Uh, you know. Speaking of people being babies, right? Uh, Rich Holland, baby Brock.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. you mean Luke Menzies?
0: Yes. (laughs) Get a case of the Menzies, bro. If you watch that fucking uh, that triple threat he was in, all he did like they. This was like this is what you watch it. You are like this is why NXT is still so much better than. On his on his worst, they still better than the main It's Like they brought in Luke, they brought in. I'm sorry, I was calling Luke Menzies. They brought in uh, Rich Holland, and all they asked him to do between everything else that was going on between uh, Priest and Lorkin, just do power moves. That's all we asked you to do. And he 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 went out there and it was impressive. He looked like, huh? Maybe he's not. You know, maybe we gave him too much shit. Like that's how well he did in this match. But anyway, back to this. Uh, yeah, like I. I'm just waiting for them to, you know. I think the real story of this match is after the match where they go to the, they're walking towards oh, yeah. the back. The baby babyface walk to the back, and finally, after I don't know how fucking long he has been, Scorpio Sky shows up on on Dynamite Television, and he looks at Cody uh, halfway in the tunnel, looks at his title, knocks on the title, and walks away. And then next week or this coming week show, we get we're going to get. Scorpio Sky versus Cody for the TNT title. Um, I imagine you've been anticipating for a few weeks now, right, Rich? I,
1: I think I was on Twitter with this like weeks ago mm-hmm. saying, Scorpio Sky is coming for you, nigga. Like oh <laughs> the, 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 the classic Booker T, like, uh, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky is coming for you. Like, it, cause I just noticed like win after win after win, like, and you just see. The guy's building momentum. He's winning, he's winning, he's winning, and then right here. So the question is, what happens now? Um I like Floyd's idea. What is Floyd's this idea? This should go this should go to a twenty draw. Um and then, you know, in the frustration that Cody has been, you know. Uh, that he's been showing over the last couple, you know, times he's been wrestling, like he was frustrated against Sunny Kiss. He was frustrated, uh, I believe, in the Eddie Kingston match, if I'm not mistaken, going outside himself. But he realizes he can't beat this fucking guy. Like he 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 didn't lose to him, but he can't fucking beat him. And then they have to do the match at All Out essentially with the draw serving as like Scorpio Sky you're like look man all the mother dudes you fought you beat them you couldn't beat me what's up and that's how you go to the match uh at All Out and maybe you switch the title there. You could switch the title this week but I think you're you're leaving someone on the table like you're leaving a whole storyline on the table if you swat the belt next week, I think.
0: Yeah, um that could happen. You know what else could also happen?
1: He could take the crossroad one, two, three.
0: Yeah. He could be, he could be Scorpio Sky and then they do, uh, Cody and Cordona at, at, uh, at pay per view. <laughs> I think that's more likely to happen. That would be a
1: massive mistake. <laughs> that would be a massive mistake. And I will, I will destroy them if they do that. Right. <laughs> and like it's not only the fact that them doing that. Right. It's like the, the conversation we had. Way before this was a thing, like happening immediately upon Cardona's entrance to the promotion, like (laughs) immediately, you know, pushing somebody out the way that, you know, is a, a, a core talent you started the promotion with, um, I would like to, you know, see them do the 20 minutes. And then, of course, you know, you could even lean in on my Cody is Rocky from Rocky 3. Like, you can lean in on that. He's been fighting all these setups. Meanwhile, this guy, Scorpio Sky, has been out here brutalizing motherfuckers out here. And and you've been ducking this man and not wanting it. Put it together. It, It works. It works.
0: Um, we'll see what happens on on Wednesday. I expect a good match, though. I expect a very good match.
1: So uh, after that, we had the AEW Super Wednesday twenty twenty debate. So um, Justin Roberts introduced Eric Bischoff. That's right, Easy E, back on Turner Network Television. It just felt so amazing to see TNT on the lower right hand corner and then seeing Eric Bischoff. That's something we haven't seen in 20 years, James. How did you feel seeing Eric Bischoff here?
0: Um, He does not have the fastball anymore, but he's still very capable. He's still more than capable. Hey, and I don't bad, know if he's get a chance to <laughs> ham it up in the way that he used to on TV, but like, he was very, very reserved and like, very much like I understand it was Bischoff, but like it could have been any, uh, it could have been pretty much anyone else that was doing this, and you and you wouldn't have um, felt any real difference. Um, which is like you know, we we saw him on you know WWE television, we saw him on on Nitro. Like that dude was a dynamic uh, character. Uh, so you know, to see that it wasn't there at least you know that night. I don't know if they're bringing him back or whatever else. I would I. Hope they kind of don't bring him back often, um, but we'll we'll see what they do in the in the in the you know months and weeks and years to come with uh, dulling out Bischoff.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, it's a one time only thing with okay. uh, Bischoff. It seems like, um, but that brings us to a point I missed with Cardona. We were talking about last week. We I guess we assumed that he's signed with a promotion light long term. Apparently, his initial deal is for five dates. Um so it's kind of like a test out period but that would seem to think it would run to all out and then reevaluate
0: right Right Uh I hope he's not wrestling Cody Um Re- look reevaluate this man as a champion <laughs> 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 Re- reevaluate the booker like <laughs> Um No so, like honestly I think what's going to happen I think what could happen is um they could build tours. uh all out. It's all out, right? Because I always all out, all, yeah. out, all in always. Um, there was only one. There will only ever be one all in. Look, the rest of them start, are all out. I'm gonna just start calling this shit all in three, so I don't have to like people. People know what it is anyway. Um, has his match there. Cody beats him, and then like you get the the thumbs up or the thumbs. Down from like somebody in the back, and then like if they are impressed with the match, you get the thumbs up, and then Cardinal turns on him. <laughs> and, then he oh sign, and then he signs the contract. Then like you get, you get like yeah, yeah, we want to sign him. Thumbs up. All right, cross this man, bust his head open, blade job, bleeding buckets. Tune in next week. Tune in on Wednesday. Like you already know what it is with them. Like you know they just waiting to do that shit. You know they are. So, oh um, God. we'll see, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Like, you know, um, I expect Cardona to pass whatever, te- whatever test they're giving him. And then because
1: the te- he will have the answers to the test beforehand.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And then, um, when then, you know, they'll, they'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with the resigning. Like I, I, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, there's always impact, right? There's always impact.
1: Yeah, he go reform his tag team with uh, Brian Myers. You know, oh, well, uh, I didn't know you know, you do that. that, get hype, or no, get hype. My-
0: so- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, play with the toys. Oh
0: my god!
1: <laughs> so the Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho debate. I don't want to go through the whole thing, but it was awesome. Orange Cassidy did this long, detailed answer about global warming, which was fucking hilarious. Because it's the first time he like cared about something. Uh, this was like a star making, uh, I would say segment for Cassidy, like for anyone that didn't get it (sighs) with him, um, that don't, didn't really get why he acted the way he did. It kind of like broke him out of that box, I would say. And Jericho was just awesome. Like, like he was literally throwing alley oops for this man, um, with, with his promos and talking about, you know, he's an embarrassment to the wrestling business and pretty much just everything you would want the evil person to say to the baby face to rebut. And, um, this one is going to be a good match next week. And we already seen these guys have a great match.
0: Yeah. Uh, very good segment overall. Something that is for, that is meant specifically for the sports entertainment enthusiast. Uh, it worked out pretty much without a hitch. Um, I thought Jericho was excellent in it. I thought that Orange Cassidy was, was good in it. I thought that Bischoff was, was pretty good in it. Um, yeah, I thought that this was a, this was, you know, for a non traditional talking segment, this was about as good, about as good as any of them you ever seen. Um,
1: it, it had the classic Chris Jericho fingerprints of somebody's like biggest match in someone's life. when well, it was flipped on Chris Jericho. He's like, well, what about you, Chris? You know, this is the biggest match of your life too, because what if you lose to the guy that puts his hands in his pockets? And it was just like, the light,
0: the light bulb went off. It would have been funnier. What, what happens if you lose to someone that doesn't care? <laughs> that that, that would have been fun- like, you. You can't say that, but. In my mind, that's what he really wants to say, and I would have howled. What What if you lose someone that doesn't give a fuck? Like, <laughs> so like Orange Cassidy is like the baby face version of Jay Cutler that we never got. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> Jay Cutler care. was always booed. Yes,
1: even his own fans. Like, yeah. Um. So. Which way do they go with this? Um, cause I don't know where you go with Orange Cassidy if, if you let him win, right? Uh, both the champs are still baby faces at the moment. Right. Um, do you go Lance Archer or something like that?
0: I think you could go with MJF after, uh, after Mossy sends him packing. <sighs> So
1: I'm thinking they might switch the title. I don't think that at all.
0: I mean, I, I just I uh, for why?
1: Because MJF has been undefeated for essentially the whole time, right yeah,
0: now. Yeah, so is Moxley.
1: But. If he beats mjf what does that really do for moxley i i don't know what it does for him if mjf wins he's he's had this undefeated record this whole time and he gets to break through as like a guy especially if the match is great which i i have no i have no worries about mjf wrestling
0: i'm not concerned about the match i'm concerned about like why would you make a guy that's not even close to be one of the five most over guys in the company, uh, the champion? Like, are we, are, are, we going to, I mean, I'm not saying it's the evil thing is MJF's a better wrestler in, in evil, but like, are we doing this now? Where it's like, you have to be I, Kenny Omega or the, or sorry, you have to be Kenny Omega or, um, Cody or Jericho or Moxie to win a title or somebody that's that dope to do it. And like, MJ like MJF I like the only the only good reason in my opinion to make MJF the champion is for Cody to eventually take the belt off of him in the future. But then again, you can't even do that because they fucked that they had that stupid fucking stipulation. So I take that back. I forgot as I, as I said it, I remember. Oh yeah, they can't ever do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't I I just don't see. Uh, MJF at that level. I just don't. Um, maybe in a year, maybe in six months, but right now, uh-uh.
1: but think about everything with MJF. We've said that about him every step of the way. Everything's been too fast for him. This would just be what's already seeming like been happening. Like what him and uh, like him and Cody doing the split way too early. Um, him, okay. be- him beating Cody immediately after that uh him and Wardlow teasing dissension what seems like very early um i think like to flip that like i because i don't know what it's going to be because like it's almost like you're damn if you do damn if you don't i'm
0: really saying like this like if he's going to be your champion (laughs) i'm not picking anybody champion that should never main event or should almost never main event unless he's in there with the right guy. Like if you need to be in there with the right guy, then that means he's not a main eventer. Put the guy that's the right guy and make him the champion. Like he's not there yet. I like, he's disagree. That, he's like he comes out. Well, hold on. He's the dude that comes out there and says we're in the middle of a Rainsworth, war, so you pull out the big guns and then fucking loses. Like he's that guy. Like he's not. He's not Moxley or Jericho or Kenny or um or um. Cody he's just not on that level yet I think he's I, I'm not saying that he won't ever get there but he's not there yet
1: I think that he's not only there but he can compete especially amongst them like it's once he's around that like he's gonna rise to whatever level he's clearly held back some of the ability
0: that he's not showed I, I, you're misunderstanding of late Ridge. Rich, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying as far as a skill or talent level. I'm talking about as far as viewers buying in and tuning in to watch AEW and staying around for segments at the end of shows or in the segments that he's in. He's not on the level as far as the, uh captivating the audience. That's what I mean. I don't mean as far as a skill level. I have no problems or about his skill level. I'm talking about dude's not over to that level yet.
1: I don't think you. I don't think a we don't know that because of the pandemic, and B. But I mean, look, he's clearly guys, been I mean, a plan from day one.
0: I'm not. He's saying, been
1: protected insanely from day one. He's gone over Cody on pay per view. Yeah, this guy can handle the heat. He can. He can handle the promos. I think he's gonna. I think he's not. I think he's gonna win. Like, and I think it's gonna be like. Wow. Like, like this is going to be them attempting to break somebody that didn't go through New Japan, that didn't go through WWE. This is our fucking guy. Like I think that's what's, what's at stake here. And if you just feed him to Moxley, it's like you kind of lose that. I'm not saying he can't do it later, but like you're not going to get the big impact now. And he's what? He's 24 years old or 25 years old. It's like, I think what better time, especially right now.
0: I was, and you can, if time. it
1: doesn't work, you can take the, you can take the belt off them when the fans come back.
0: I, I think we. I think there are two different things here. Uh, I think that like me and you have totally different uh, expectations of when the fans will be coming back. Because <laughs> I don't think the fans will be coming back for a fucking year. So, I <laughs> so you tell me that I'm like, he's gonna be the champion for a fucking year. I do not want to watch that. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I. I, I just do not see, uh, like, I just don't see the the point of, um, of like guys winning the title, they defend it one time, and then they drop the belt, uh, at the next show. Like, I don't want to see a champion for six months from, from station to station. And that would be like this precedent they're setting if they do this with MJF. Uh, MJF has been built so well that like he can afford to fucking lose. Um, it's not the end of the world if your heel, your heel loses a match. Um, I and also it's like, well, that's been his whole thing.
1: I've never been beaten, so he wouldn't have that anymore.
0: Well, he's already lost before. So like, would you
1: be able to just give him something else? Sorry, like he's never been he's never been pinned or submitted in singles. That's what yeah, he's yeah, yeah. kind of you know getting at here.
0: Is there something else you could give him? I don't know. Have him beat <sighs> hangman. hangman. Um, I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, because uh, uh, you put him and Warlow together, like I, I think it works. I, I don't know who his opponents are. I that's only like I've I've dipped one foot in the MJF winning the world title pool. The for me to dig my second foot in would be to be like, alright, who are the baby faces we can have him fight? Like, that's what the part I'm trying to figure and out. Actually like.
0: have a, and actually have a good program? The only answer would have been Cody and they fucked that. But he, like, unless you're gonna go immediately to a rematch or you do Jericho versus uh, MJF, you can do that. Turn, turn MJF, or sorry, turn Jericho babyface or whatever after this. Um... But it's like, you gotta do some machinations if you make MJ... I didn't even think about this that far either, but like, if you turn him baby... F- or turn make him the champion, who are the baby faces that are ready for him to fight in, in future pay-per-view programs? And like, the real answer is like, do a rematch with Moxley. And it's like, why would you do that considering like, Jericho hasn't had his rematch? If there is a such thing as, re- as, mm-hmm. a, as a rematch, like so... um. I don't know, like, there aren't good, like, they're gonna have to break up some of this hangman, Kenny, uh, stuff, uh, for the babyface side eventually if they're going to get to that. And you kind of have to go through a paper, through like two paper cycles to even get those guys away from each other. Um, so, yeah, I, I really do not see who will be next if, uh, MJF becomes a champion. And then it's like, and then, if you pick somebody, it's like, alright, so, like, are we sure that's actually going to be the main event and not, like, you know, the third most interesting match on the card? The fake main event? Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> like, that's the thing I'm worried about MJF is, like, you make MJF, like, like, we still got to worry about that. Well, moxley like, I don't know if that's going to be, it's going to entertain more people than whatever the fuck they do out of uh, FTR and the Young Bucks and Hangman and, and um... And Kenny, I don't think that's going to draw more interest in, whatever else. And like, I don't know what they do with, uh, Jericho, but like, that is a chance to be more or be more, draw more interest in the MJF and, and Masi thing too. So it's like, I, that's why I don't want to make him the champion. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has nothing to do with like the work or the, or the, the talking to him because he has all that. It's just like, he needs time to get himself over to the people that have been watching him and actually be considered looked at as a star. And like I feel like they've done that with Hangman. People actually buy. I feel like people actually buy in Hangman as being like a future AEW champion. I'm not sure people feel that way about um, people like MJF or Orange Cassidy. It's a lot easier for MJF because MJF's mm-hmm. in a more suitable role towards actually looking like a champion. Like. Who knows if they'll ever be able to bridge that gap with Orange Cassidy, but, like, these people that are in play. Um, (laughs) So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just, I I would be surprised if they did it. Um, But what I will say is it will go. Good discussion. Yeah, it will definitely go a whole lot better than this evil thing. It definitely will do that, though. It definitely would. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. That's why like, I was trying to stay so far away from, like, yeah, this is this is not evil, beating fucking Okada and fucking Naito in back-to-back, <laughs> hell no. I didn't even think about that part about, like, he beat Okada and Naito in and back-to-back <laughs> Nights become double champion, and no one gives a fuck. And, like, a week later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh man!
1: All right. Um. So after that, we had um. We had uh. Shabani with Britt Baker, and he asked who uh, Britt Baker had chose as Swole's opponent tonight, and she chose Reba. Reba was a wrestler in Impact for years and years and years. hasn't wrestled in a few years, but she got in there and did the. I don't actually wrestle, but every move I'm gonna be shocked that I hit. Right. She actually did a moonsault during the match. Yeah. So they tell me there is some ability there. Yeah. But um, baseball basically puts her down uh, for the quick win.
0: Yeah, it was like a two-minute match.
1: Yep. Um So we will get to that after. <laughs> um, so Jericho and Orange Cassidy, they announced uh, for next week, $7 obligation match. Cody and Scorpio Sky, uh the FTR tag team appreciation night with Kenny Omega and Heyman Page defending against uh Lucia. Uh, Sores and Jungle Boy. They're going to have the Rock and Roll Express and, uh, the Brain Busters there. Gonna have Evil and, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson against the Young Bucks. That's going to be awesome. Um, everything I've heard that they wrestled the Young Bucks for years. So expect that to be nuts. And then at the end, we got an awesome world title match with John Moxley and Darby Allin. Uh, f- and this was like, I, this was really good. Um, this was, you know, he knew Darby wasn't going to win, but I think you, you maybe bought it for a second when he hit the coffin drop after the belt shot. It was like, is what's happening about to happen? But then no, Moxley, he kicks out of everyone's shit, um, uh, lately. And he, uh, basically, I think he gave Darby Allen the, uh, the, the uh, sleeper move and, and put him out and, I think Darby got over in this match to another level. Um, they were clearly going for, we're going to try to make this guy in defeat. They had him kicking out of the got style pile driver. They had him kicking out of the, um, uh, of the paradigm shift. Uh, he gave him, I think, a paradigm shift to finish him at the end. And then Mosley kind of held him after the match to like kind of show he was proud of him. And this was just a, just an all out war pretty much.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great match. I I wonder how well it matches up if you were to watch uh, their first match in this match back-to-back back, and what it plays off of. It felt like it played off of the first match. Um, but yeah, um, they have good matches. They have really good matches together. Um, I'd have to rewatch this match again, uh, but like I, I thought highly of it at the time, like I don't really have a star rating for it or whatever else, but I thought highly of the time, like it's somewhere in that it's over three. It's, it's definitely a match that I would recommend. Um, but like how good I'm not, is that right. this year? I, until I rewatch it?
1: Yeah. Um, so basically like, uh, MJF tried to get down the championship that didn't yep. end up working. And, um, uh... Mox basically addressed. Um, you know, he was pissed that uh, hey. Mox retained, and we, we could see
0: it down the road hey. where it's going. Uh, MJF yeah. versus Darby Allen for the AEW titles not main eventing. Just That's not main eventing a pay per view. Not in 2020. Maybe in 2022, but not 2020. Not this year. Yeah, definitely not. Hell no. Yeah. Not this year, but. Uh yeah,
1: overall, uh, super super show I would say. Um, this one. Um, so like, uh, they had a bit of, <laughs> well, they had people on Twitter pissed <laughs> this week. Um, so Brandy, this, most of you guys already know about the uh the AEW heels uh thing that like had existed. It's kind of like a female only uh fan club uh that they were doing. They ran a couple uh you know Zoom sessions previously. They've since like rolled the thing out to like, you know, take it to the next level, like with like wrestlers on there. They're doing like seminars and a bunch of like other different stuff for women's wrestling fans. Um, this, and they are charging $49 a year for this. So people on Twitter were not pleased with this at all. This was a bad faith think piece. Tweet uh, thread like Nirvana. This was like mania for everybody. Brandi Rose got since we ran off Twitter uh, because she started responding in not the greatest way to a lot of this stuff. I don't know how she's hasn't realized that she's probably not dealing with people that are actually like <laughs> in good faith or not. But uh, because like I can just look at these accounts and it's always the same group. Like people doing this to her, it it, is just she don't understand or whatever. But um, this is coupled with you know the women's tag team tournament, which we can I'll go over in a little bit. Um, But this caused a lot of unrest, and then people started equating the women's division uh, in AW of late, and since its exception inception, uh, with the goal of what the um, A.W. Heels fan club thing is and I thought they were cross-contaminating the argument um, <laughs> per se because right. if you're talking about um, A.W. Heels and why it's $49 that has nothing to do with the quality of women's wrestling or like how women's wrestlers are featured on the show like women don't exclusively watch Women's wrestling. Right. Like this is not like, like women are fans of men. How many right. women do you know that are huge fans of the shield? Right. How many, <laughs> how many women do you Sop know Tanya. are invested in New Japan pro wrestling? Like lots right. of them, like they appeal right. to women. There's a reason the wrestlers that win over there and get pushed look the way they do. Right. Like, <laughs> so I don't know why it, it became this foreign concept to everyone. Of why I don't know. I don't know if this was a case of Brandy saying something that you aren't allowed to say. Well, she uh, it. or you're she not supposed it.
0: to say Well, she worded it poorly. That's the thing. Um, yeah, and for a chief brand officer, it was a bad look to say that like lots of women don't care about the women. It's like well or or aren't into I forgot what exact wording was, but it was like it was one of those things where it's like you're right, but ain't nobody trying to hear that Brandy um and that is something that a brand officer a chief brand officer should probably try to avoid that pothole um so based from there she she got off Twitter and then she got off Twitter and she did one of the worst things you could possibly do when you, once you get off Twitter She got off Twitter and then decided to address whatever was around her by writing this long-ass thing on Instagram. That's not what Instagram is for, Brandy. Nobody's trying to hear. It's for pictures. If you want to write something, I don't know. Send it over letterhead on the AEW.com. But that's not the look. Like you left the forum that 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 was meant for to go to this other forum and like ain't nobody trying to read that people are trying to look at pictures that's what Instagram is for. I, it was it was just a it, you know it was just a bunch of um, what do
1: you make of this uh, of this whole before we get to like you know the actual like women's division stuff like what do you make yeah. this thing like with Brandy and like AW heels and like the goal of it and why like. Why wouldn't AEW charge us $50 for something? Does it bother people so much?
0: <laughs> Good point. Um, I um I don't... From the, the way you laid it out, the way you editorialized the story, not, I don't feel too dissimilar from how you feel. I, I think that um, people are trying to shoehorn this discussion into uh, the context of the women's division uh, with this fan club. And I got newsflash for you. Uh, those don't necessarily pair well, and I don't understand why it uses ammunition when there is stuff to legitimately criticize for the women's division. Um, and we talked about this over, you know, seemingly all fucking weeks since this whole thing started. Like, yeah. if you want to talk about the fact that there is a lack of development because of of character development or um, or opportunity in the women's division, because of it seems that like once a week on average they only get fifteen minutes out of two hour show. Maybe less. That's absolutely legitimate criticism. If you feel like who the fuck is getting TV time besides, or real TV time or character development beside, to get her shit over besides Britt Baker, there is legitimate criticism to be had. Um, if you want to say that the women's division overall has not been up to snuff with, uh, let's say the rest of the stuff that's on the American, uh, major American, uh, division, uh, wrestling product, products out there, you could say that, I would say that like, they've had some good ass matches, uh, but like, after that, like, it's really thin, um, but, putting that with the fan club, when one, we didn't know what the fan club actually was, so they actually ran it, which is like, the, the classic thing that's been happening with AEW is, people, they do something, and then people are so quick to, um, to you know immediately give a take of her opinion on some shit that's like in mostly inconsequential um so i think like i felt like
1: it was like the trucks all over again like when people saw brandy Brandy on the truck and they lost their minds yeah and a lot like brandy gets these people like yeah
0: a lot they don't like brandy and there's like there's no reason to not like brandy outside of the fact that she's just a black woman so i don't let me phrase the just the fact that she's a black woman like there's no like she's, she's not out here harm nobody and yes yeah, she has made you know flip or flubs or whatever else and Cody has made flubs too but like Cody's made these flubs and people just let that shit pass right the fuck over um and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you need to like uh give Cody the blues what I'm saying is y'all need to line up on um Brandy um so you so like getting to the fan club thing like okay well let's say this was some well ran um won't well, well, ran division or right? like i got something to tell you like you know who has a fan club stardom has a fan club it's <laughs> no one gives a fuck about their fan club they're the best women's wrestling <laughs> uh in the world no one gives a fuck so like i'm not trying to hear that uh it, like James, are uh, you in the fan club no <laughs> not a okay fan club. no like uh the fan club is basically like um, I've I've looked at it before. The fan club is you pay like an annual service and stardom. Um, uh, you get like the inside track to buy tickets. Um, to show. Gotcha. So,
1: so New Japan has one of those too,
0: right? Oh, right. I, yeah. I think
1: that you have to pay per year to acquire such services. I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we've always seen, like, the workshops where they had the little Hannah girl or whatever else uh, that would go to the workshops and they bring you in to, you know, do a quote-unquote one-through of a stardom practice or whatever else. Like, they stardom has done that for longer than I've ever... than we've been watching, um, I assume. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, But no one has a problem with that. Like, no one has a problem with that because, like, that is a well-ran oil and oil and function machine. Like, people are, like, saying... I think there are two discussions. I think there's that, which is the, what are y'all, who, who, y'all have the gall to charge extra for this shitty division. Um, and then there's also the, well, y'all have fostered this toxic, uh, online presence amongst your fan base and whipped up these incels. So, and then, to uh, give women a safe space to discuss their opinions as, as opposed to getting fucked with, you are charging them $50 uh, to do so. Um, I... I don't know what is AEW's responsibility to handle... uh Like, we just discussed the the, the wrestling part, and we I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't agree. Like, they're separate or whatever else, or as far as, like, if they have a shitty division, if they had a good division, they're charging a fan club to get people quote-unquote insider-type stuff, whatever else, and other people do that that are functioning well, and no one has says anything to say about that. So I'm moving on to this. Uh There is absolutely... In professional wrestling, in every single um, federation or whatever else, a shitty sect of fan, a fandom that is toxic. Um, I don't. It's not no new thing. That <laughs> right, right. And I don't know what. Uh. And I understand the need for a uh, a safe space for people that are being fucked with. Absolutely understand that. I feel like they may they may be. I'm not for sure. They but they may have been trying to provide that for some of the women, female fans, some of the women fans. Um, but I do not feel like it is terrible that they decided to charge for insider uh features in in services like they are giving like it'd be one thing if like they weren't doing q and a's with people face to face on zoom calls and you know putting in their half or it and they were just scamming people they're actually giving them something besides just you know uh a form for them to chat in and, and say and then make make fifty dollars <laughs> over off a chat like i feel like they're doing more than just saying like this uh, you know, this is some scam thing. So, I feel like they're putting in their, they're putting in their half for the people, that, uh, for, of a payoff for the 50 bucks for people. And also, th- it's so exclusive that it's only like, it's less than 200 people that are in the thing. So it's like, they clearly have more than 200 female fans that are hardcore fans in AEW. So, this isn't just, this isn't just, uh we're offering you a safe space. Otherwise, they would have made it bigger or, they would have made it free, so I think it's just a regular ass fan club, um, and they decided they want to do a fan club specifically for women, and they put in the money for it. I maybe and then
1: they exceeded the yeah, expectations. Maybe like, I'm and, them, and the, the signups
0: right. So maybe I'm giving them more ben- more benefit of doubt than they deserve, but I don't know what you're supposed to do to try to fix as a professional wrestling company aside from telling people don't be assholes or throwing people out of shows and there are no people in shows right now to throw out right. i don't know how you're supposed to control their internet language other than basically shouting them down every chance they get into to my from what it seems to me aw and wrestlers all around shout down their jackass uh fandom often. People, like
1: i like, I remember Cody Rose, uh, three weeks ago when he was fighting Sonny Kiss, like, dunked on a guy on Twitter. It was like, I'm proud to share the ring with Sonny any day. Uh, they've come out in Nyla Rose's defense, like, when she was, like, the champion, right. uh, on Twitter as well. So it's like, it's right, a right. lot it, of loud talking from, like, people well, that.
0: Well, well, hold on. I, yeah, I think there was something, I think there was like. something, <laughs> something to be said about you could do more. And yes, you can always do more in any circumstance. I think the question is did they do enough and I personally feel like they've done enough as far like when when things come up I feel like they have done enough from time to time like am I happy that Sammy Guevara is back wrestling on the show like nothing ever fucking happened not necessarily but there was something there um you know, the Nala Rose thing at the time happened, and like, you know, when Jericho does the interview, does the talk as Jericho thing with her, and then like, he comes out there, Chris Jericho, who's on the All Lives Matter camp, by the way, comes out there, and is like, and, and is going at people, you know, that are talking down on Nyla. like, people are doing things there, but like, I, I don't know, maybe they want it more like, work or stuff from Khan and I don't know what Khan has said on this maybe have you do you know what he,
1: I don't know what Tony Khan said yeah, on any, any of know. this like stuff like yeah, like n- but, nothing specific like this like yeah. no one's got a man on a uh like they haven't done um I think maybe maybe after all out if they do like a media thing like someone'll ask yeah something about this
0: yeah so like I think that these are conversations that should be happening as far as like what do we do to um <clears throat> Help our fan base that is being shit on by these assholes and people that we kind of need to, we need to get up out of here, uh, in our fan base and let know at every turn that we do not, um, tolerate this nonsense. We're not putting up with like this hate speech and anti-woman, anti-gay stuff. Uh, but those conversations will not be done in front of us, nor, sh- nor should they. And, I feel like some of it is already we've already seen some of the some of it at you know, done in public as far as them telling shouting down people. So I was like, Yes, they can do more, but I feel like they've done enough. So like I'm kind of just like okay. Um but like I this conversation, but like it's a valid conversation, but like once you pair it with this other stuff, I'm like, I'm trying to unpack and you know granular talk about this stuff and like I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting here listening like people have complaints I'm willing to listen to it and I'm like yeah I'm basically at the point where I'm just like this fan club part with bad rest bad women's division I'm not hearing that I don't care fuck off but this part about the the fan base and trying and you know the in this shitty fan base with you know the trying to make a space for women fans like I'm willing I'm I'm here listening um. And, like, I, the stuff I've listened to and read, like, I can't move beyond <laughs> the past for the part of so far of, I feel like they could always do more, but, like, they haven't, but they've done an adequate job with it so far. So, like, I don't know what you want them to do more, uh, from a, or from a, right, let me phrase that. I don't know what you're supposed, to ask them to do beyond what they've done compared to other industries not just wrestling other industries like i just don't know if you want to do more sure and i don't mean sure in some like kind way i mean sure is like yeah sure i'll change my tone sure um but like i don't feel like they are on they're the they're the quote unquote bad guys uh or the, or the worst guys, that is better, that's the way of saying it. I don't think they're the worst guys on this, so, um, I don't want to do the what about-ism thing, but it's like, there's a lot of work we need to do as a society around all of this stuff, and like, it is beyond just uh AEW or wrestling in general.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of this stuff comes off for me as, like, disingenuous at best. Mm-hmm. Um We, like, you know, with the women's division, like, we talked about it yesterday, like, well, I think they got, <laughs> like, they weren't prepared for this, and who really would be uh, a double doomsday scenario of, like, super injuries to your top people. Um, you've got the pandemic, and then, like, the airports, like, are shut down. So, like, I think it's just a bad time, and they'll get through it eventually.
0: Um. I I I can. I am trying to separate what can be done versus what, or what they did, what can be done, and what uh, more mistakes were made. And I think I came down to the conclusion that ultimately, the mistake they made was that they did not sign enough talent. Um, They've had opportunity to sign. I think I made up a list off the top of my head. It was like, Deanna, Like they've had opportunity at times. I got it right here. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you give me the list. I don't remember at the time. I was just doing off time. So, like, you, so you said Deanna Perrazzo,
1: Nicole Savoy, who was recommended apparently. Right. Uh, Tenille Dashwood, Mercedes Martinez, who of course came in for the all out right. and AW dark. Just like Nicole Savoy. Rachel, El- Rachel Ellering, who's going to be on AW dark this week. Right. Um, Thunder Rosa, Priscilla Kelly, who was on the boat and right. uh, had another match. Allison Kay, Tessa Blanchard, Madison Rain, and Santana Garrett.
0: Okay. So these are based off of sorry, uh, based off of people that are in the country and um, aren't restricted Rufiso was not on your list, James. No, she was not. And she would not be on my list. Uh <laughs> <laughs> She she wanted my she wanted to be on my list 5 years ago. She wouldn't be on my list now. And now that she's even older, uh or not older, but now that she's older than then, she's past, she's further past her prime. Um so yeah, Um, you look at those people, those people that are all based off of the average level of talent in the division and the average match you get, these are people that are that would improve that average. Um, and a lot of them actually you could, you know, do stuff with character and in mic time or whatever else, even though it's AEW, that's not you know, short and sweet. I get it. Um,
1: so we ain't fucking let Kenny Omega talk on TV. So right. like, I mean, well, well, that's because he
0: doesn't want to talk. That's a little different. Uh, but ultimately what I'm getting at is you look at when they started, uh, this division and the backbone of the division was foreigners. Um, right. like, and this is something we don't realize until like it's here now, right? It's, it's upon you. Um, uh, but in the men's singles division and in the tag division, they had they have managed to have enough talent to to withstand the travel ban, right? Like it's been pretty much. I look, Pat is one of my three or four favorite wrestlers in AEW, uh, but he hasn't been here, and it's been a lot of no Pac, no problem. They still they still thrive. Um, you know, it sucks not having you know someone like Shima to come in and you know do his thing, or and also the Strong Hearts in general. Um... But they've been able to withstand all of that. Um, and in the tag division, I mean, they got shit. Like we were talking about this one one time about like the Dark Order have like how many tag teams in it? Like six. Dark Order has four. They have four tag teams in the Dark Order. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll be fine as far as the tag team division, right? Um, and then you know, you know, they're also like, who knows when they do this? Uh, Cordona and and Cody run that might that's another damn tag team for your ass. So ultimately, like once the travel ban happens. You look at the list of people that were actually like prominent players in their division and like that got cut in more than half. Like, uh if you scroll up like in thirds, like yeah, it's like in a fourth. Like right now, they're they're so lucky that that Sheeta like moved here. Otherwise they'd be fucked, right? Um so that will leave you with at the time Sheeta, Nyla, Swole, Britt Baker, Statlander. Am I missing somebody?
1: Penelope Ford.
0: Penelope Ford, yep, Penelope Ford, right? So, Britt and Stat both go down at the same time, seemingly, right? Like, Britt will be back soon, but Stat will, will be going for months, more months from now. So, now that moves yep. you down to four prominent people you can actually do something with on TV. I don't give a damn. Now, like, the you the got to protect time,
1: matches for pay-per-view.
0: Right. And think about it. The last time we saw a division with only, like, four players on it worth a damn that actually succeeded was, like, 2018 SmackDown Women's Division with like Sasha, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. With Becky and Charlotte. Like, it's the last time that's happened. When it was, it was, it was, it was Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, and Naomi. That's the last time that really worked, and that really only worked because Becky became the biggest star in the industry at the time. So, I don't, look, I'm not predicting those sorts of things to happen, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, cause who could have no, predicted that? Like, right,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it takes, like, one of the all time anomalies to happen in order to make that thing buoy over and survive. And, like, you know, there was actually, like, there was Becky there, and there was a, the ace of the entire woman's, of that entire division there for flat, for the last three years at that point in time there. And they were whooping the, the ace's ass over and over every single month. Like, that's the reason why that shit worked. There is no established ace in that, out of those four that are left right now. We only, we have a champion, we have a challenger, or, or a challenger that's a former champion, and we have Swole, who, um, is seemingly earmarked for when Britt comes back in a month or whatever else. And then Penelope, Penelope's the only person that you can be like, yeah, like she had that good ass match with Sheeta, maybe they should follow up on that and make you care more. But it's like, there's also the situation where, like, we don't know what they're doing with Kip, and we don't, and like, Jimmy Havoc may not be with the company anymore.
1: Right, and also, like, putting Penelope on screen right now is like, who are we taking? You don't want to... Well, I wouldn't even say that, because overexposure is not the problem in the women's division <laughs>
0: no, well, I, mean, like, if, look, I don't think we're not sure that she can carry the she can carry like the quote unquote personality okay, talking okay, yeah, yeah. role in the way that like brit has not that brit's off tv and like we want to keep her on tv like i don't know if you can do that with with her her that's what i mean right. i don't mean it was like have her on, on tv every single week like no nah, like they sometimes they not even have fucking uh women's matches on, on dynamite
1: yeah so like and, and back to that um So like, I don't know, like, if we've clearly got our two matches that are there, right? Like, Sheeta versus uh, Nyla, Nyla, which we assume would be the rematch. Right, Right. We would assume at All Out, Britt Baker is back against Swole. Swole. Yep. Based on how everything's set up right now, I don't know what we would be putting on, putting Penelope on for right now if the women's segments are getting fucking bash every time they like or not bash i would say like the like you're getting tuned out on uh in masses and then if it goes for a certain amount of time like you're putting penelope in there you're not gonna have her fight any of those four people who are you having penelope russell you're bringing like either indie people you're bringing qt students like and you i don't know if you Necessarily dedicate time to that, like, especially like the way it's been
0: getting like murdered on, like, like it's a channel changer immediately. Right, but here's the thing, right? There's, that's not the only thing that's a channel changer on AEW. Like, there, <clears throat> there is stuff they put out there that people do not give a fuck about either, but they still go with it. Like, and ultimately <clears throat> the thing comes down to when we talk about the personality segments or the talking segments, people tune those out historically, uh, on both Wednesday shows, uh, cause they rather see action. But you have to do that to build somebody. Like there was a decision made at some point where they were like, "We're going, Britt, just blur her knee out." Or fuck it. Brit was a baby face. No one was buying it. We're turning her heel. We're giving her the mic and she's going to do sink or swim based on how well she does it. And she swam like a damn fish. And then eventually she got hurt and we're like, well, fuck it. she's been so great on the mic. We will keep, continue doing these rehab touch up sessions. And they've been, they've been fun and they worked, and they've made her, we all think into a bigger star than she was before she got hurt. Um, or before she even turned uh heel, so a decision was made on somebody before it was actually proof. There's going to have to be more than just Britt Baker that you that you actually rely on or, or give that kind of trust to to make this shit work. And given the situation, because I, right I think now, they've given that trust to,
1: to, I think they've given that trust to Sheeta in a different way. Like it's yeah, like, please save us matches. in the ring.
0: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please save us. Like? Yeah, you are credibility in the ring. Yeah. Definitely, Um, but but getting back to my but my overall point is like we have trimmed down from once you cut out the reliable uh, foreigners once you get down to the injuries and like actual players in this division we're down to four now in. This isn't an issue if you had signed some of these women when you had the chance. That that list you mentioned that I mentioned earlier is like these people were available to have been got over the last year and a half, two years, or whatever Uh, since AEW's existence. You've had opportunities that you brought mm-hmm. them in, or you didn't sign them, or for whatever reason, or blah blah blah. blah. And like you need that main, or if you had signed three of these women, four of these women, the division is afloat. You can have Penelope do some stuff on Dart with some of these people. And you could have a steady stream of where you go next where it's like or not a steady stream, but like you will have people to fall back on because you have the depth in a way that like is similar to the Tad division in the men's singles division. And it's like uh, I don't know what is holding you up for signing some of these women if you're gonna actually have a division. And it's like if you want to have an actual division that is stable and um forget the part about um Forget the part about like just having good, a, you know, good ass matches or being as, you know, over as the guys. Like, if you want to have a division, you have to have people in that matter and you have to sign the talent that can actually do it. And they didn't sign enough Americans or people that are in the country to do such a thing. And then, and then all the terrible things started happening. Like, if there were no travel ban, the coronavirus never mm-hmm. happened, they'd be fine. But, because it, because like you can bring foreigners in, but they never signed enough American talent to rely on it. Like they brought in Shanna or or or, or Jamie Hader or B or or uh, I'm trying to think who else. They saw, or Yuka Sakazaki, or, or Shoko Nakajima. Like I just like, like
1: they'll bring people in.
0: Yeah, they have no problem bringing people in, but like now we're at a point where like you can't do that. You can't rely on that no more. So over that. So like either. You need to look to signing some of these people to show this. It's like they brought in Rachel Ellering, so that's a good look to start off right now. So we'll see how that goes, but it's like they need to be getting on, they need to be calling people left and right trying to get them in because they're like, you know, Meltzer had that fucking thing that he did on, on, on his, uh, forum thing, or whatever else, which is I feel like is like a bad look and personally nonsense because it's like, once you start saying like, I, ch- you know, my more or less, You need to be as good as fucking Ray Phoenix to get on TV. I'm like, I got, I got a new flash for you, uh, Meltzer. Ray Phoenix ain't even on fucking dynamite uh, most weeks. So, (laughs) yeah, like he's had seven matches, he's only been on three, he's only been on three, I'm sorry, uh, he's been on four dynamites in three darks. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, man, that's, or, you know, I saw that and I was like, Dave, Dave,
0: Manami Toyota, if she showed up now, she'd be a superstar. Oh, really?
1: I have no proof of that.
0: Right. Like, I'm not saying that she's not, she wouldn't, you know, given the modifications or whatever else. I Manami Toyota came around, she'd be fucking incredible. She was fucking incredible even even by night. If you pull her out of 1995 and bring her now, she'd still be fucking incredible. My point... But my point is... <laughs> that don't... I don't. That doesn't mean she would necessarily draw in these ways, but like you're perfectly fine with like all these fucking stinking ass dudes coming out here that don't draw either, just because they're talented. Like, what do we want? Like Becky Lynch right, is like, not a I, could,
1: I could stand to have one less be- best friends match, right? You know, and, I could <laughs> I could right. stand to go a week without you know the Dark Order or right. something like that. Like,
0: right. And it's also the part where it's like, okay, so you're you're missing the total point, like. Becky Lynch is not as talented in the ring, bell to bell as a she, and she damn sure is not as talented as Monami Toyota in the ring by your logic. She wouldn't, there'd be no reason for her to get over, but she did. And, and one of his Meltzer things is always like, if you get over, you get over. And the only way to get over is you get the fucking ball once or twice, or to get the ball enough to actually, you, you actually have a, an definitive answer on this. We don't know who's going to get over. We just have ideas of who's going to get over. And, you know, if you had said two years ago that Riho would have gotten over in American television, no, nobody would have believed you. But she did. Because she got the opportunity. And some of these women are going to have to give, be given opportunity, or you're going to have to bring in some of these women and give them the opportunity to get over to a certain level, to have credibility with their fan base, to then interact with the people that you've already established over this time that are still, you know in the country, and healthy. That's what it's going to take. Otherwise, the division is going to be stuck on what it is until we eventually get, you know, travel, people be able to travel in and stat back, and that's going to take a long-ass time. She tore her knee back yeah. and when? Uh, April?
1: The week before All Out. And she just got surgery. Like, last oh, week.
0: Shit. Yeah, she's going to be gone until 2021.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they have been making small moves. Like you said, Rachel Ellering's there. They've been bringing in different women off the indies and trying them out on dark. Uh, Kylan King is a favorite of mine a favorite of Jeremy's as well. Um, they did sign Abaddon. I think that's the worst signing probably in the history <laughs> of the promotion. Uh, please keep her like where I don't have to watch her. You think uh, she's supposed uh, did- Yes. Wow. Unquestionably. Yikes. Um, uh, so like, if I show you like her, um, like when no. she
0: does a Luthes press and the punches, no. like no. it's embarrassing. No, no, um, you say if you can show me, do not, do not. Yeah. I will, I, uh, I will, so end Floyd- session. I will end the show.
1: <laughs> Floyd had a question. He said, if America had a weekly show with women's wrestling, the quality of stardom, would it draw? Um, it was just something he was discussing with his friends. Uh,
0: if it was as good as stardom. Yeah. Um, ultimately, what it comes down to with with Stardom is they would need a star, right? right? Like they would need a Jericho level star. So let's say like if they brought in a Becky Lynch to the show or a, you know, let's say we have four people as over as a horsewoman and then you ran the show, yes, it would draw. Um, but the thing is, this is one. This is the thing. Like it, it, it has a lot of par- like American women's wrestling has a lot of parallels to. Black head coaches in in the NFL. <laughs> it's there's a there's a segregation, and there's a segregation. The segregation causes all of these social networks to uh, keep sticking to uh, basically cronyism in incest uh, in in the uh, uh, cronyism in uh, oh what's a word oh my god I'm blanking on the word oh my god nepotism 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 so, okay
1: yeah
0: yeah we've so, seen that in AEW yeah um so you get like a woman like brit baker right uh brit baker was in stardom or did a did a tour in stardom in 2018 the same time as uh and her biggest match at the time in stardom was uh she had a a four-person tournament match with tam nakano right Tam debuted in wrestling in 2017 or 16, either late 2016 or early 2017. She moved to stardom in 2017, and she's had like 300 matches. And then you compare that with someone like, uh, let's say, I don't know, Britt or Penelope, uh, Penelope. And like Penelope, I look like she's been wrestling for five years, she's had like 250 matches. If I had asked you off the top of your head, do you think one has had a shit ton of matches? Or do you think one has had, uh, or do you think it'd be close? You'd be like, you look at them and you're like, fuck no, had way more matches than her. But the thing is, they focus on this thing. And there's actually like a support system for them to go in, get to work in, practice on fundamentals. The style's different, it's more favored towards being able to have, uh, quality matches, uh, in Japan than it is in America for, for, on the woman's side. Like, there are so many things in place to where you get these discrepancies from so, a woman that's had 300, 400, 500 matches in America than someone that's had 300, 400, 500 matches in, um, japan versus uh america like so yeah like if you have someone that's like on their grind like uh millie mckenzie she can go out here and get her 300 matches Mm -hmm. in two years if you're a woman in america you have to get you have to be on your horse to get that number of matches uh to be able to get that good and also with the right requisite of athleticism and talent and and studying and all that kind of stuff to do that and i i just think it's it's apples and oranges um, like mm-hmm. they're both fruit, but it's, it's 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 a lot of stuff differs in, in the way the sausage is sausage is made between both uh, turning out people. Um, like I, I just I just think it's really hard to try to uh, how do I say this? I think it's really hard as far as trying to turn that out. It's like will there be women as good as Stardom like? yeah you could probably do that if you go throughout the whole you could probably do that as far as like the 20 women and 25 ish women in stardom or whatever else um and put them together or whatever else but it's like uh, you can't do it with a level of experience level that, that, that the women in stardom having get that done it doesn't seem like because it's just like they have more of a they have more of a support has able to get out that quality of level of wrestler and fundamentals out of people like i think we i think quite frankly we have probably better athletes than them right like we mm-hmm. have bigger we have bigger people we have stronger people we probably have faster people but like they you know they wrestle that style and they're in there in the you know in there in the dojo or wherever else and it's not just starting. this is like other judge promotions whether it's ceiling or it's Sendai girls or tokyo joshi pro were like they have way more practice time. Like the the whole outliers thing, like they're closer to their 10,000 or 100,000 hours than we are with our women wrestlers.
1: Quality practice, too.
0: Yeah. Like it's one thing to be out there is like, oh. you know, you do your thing or whatever. And like, that's one other thing, like the intergenerational wrestling, that discussion. Like, we cannot mm-hmm. get. If, if oh, you want yeah. oh, to have shit. a crop of very good women wrestlers, do not get rid of intergenerational wrestling. Hmm. What we're yeah, also like, like we, we, yes. we talk about this with Natty, yeah. right? Name me another American on the on the American scene right now that's had over a hundred and twenty five. Uh, uh, sorry, 1,020 and two hundred and fifty matches. <sighs> or hell, I let's, can't let's, think let's, let's say a thousand. How many Americans have a thousand matches? I mean, I can look it up. I don't Naomi, think Naomi maybe maybe Naomi. I don't think she's had a thousand matches. Like. No I'm shit. trying to think
1: of people that have been around like ten years at least,
0: right, 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 right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and been put pushed for you know a certain amount of time. Charlotte, shows.
0: maybe. Uh, Charlotte's in the Charlotte, maybe at a thousand, maybe, um, maybe less. Um, but it's a it's. This is not yeah. Like I'm some... not
1: sure like i'm i'm not sure if it, if it would draw or not like i th- cuz it's not going to come down to just the wrestling like it's going to come down to people getting over their sexism to watch it right um, and that's the main thing like, like,
0: like when when that's the main thing like when when Melzer's talking about that what he is talking about as far as the you know these girls get shat on is like yeah they get shat on because like the fan base is sexist i don't know how i don't understand why you're placating to like the sexist like viewpoint on this shit it's like if that's the case then like get rip up the division and, and tell them to kick tell him not even to have this shit then melzer he wanted to say that because he understands yeah. like he's saying he like he's dog whistling without realizing he's dog whistling
1: correct like because he's saying like um they're already sacrificing segments they're handing viewers over right now by even doing it that's what yeah.
0: he's he doesn't realize he's yeah. saying that yeah, but, but, but like but meanwhile the, like, the point is there. like you but meanwhile, like go gotta, out there and put like silver and Reynolds out there and that's perfectly fine. Like nah, bro. Like <laughs> those are separate things. Like these are unknown entities as well. And you're perfectly fine putting those on there. Yeah.
1: Like, so it's, it comes down to like, unfortunately, like, so the, the people that are going to be loudest about this in opposition against like adding more women or think that everything's going just fine right now. They'll point at the non-business need to do it. Right. right. The, the, but what I think would, need to happen and why A.W. needs to look at, like, like I understand the fact they're in a competition and they've got to, you know, they've got to put what they got to put on and it's a business and it's not a charity. Right. Right. But you made a lot of big promises in the beginning.
0: And, and you the thing is,
1: made, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You're on the wrong. Sorry. I was going to say you, you, you made a lot of big promises in the beginning and then in America, you don't want to fall behind like as far as like for far fall further behind um then like someone like wwe now mind you i think wwe was in a situation to where it was easier for them to cultivate like a women's division because after a while it was like well we're not competing with anybody on mondays like why not like it's not It's, and even they get in a situation where why the fuck is Baron Corbin on screen way more than Sasha Banks? Like, so it's like, and like, I kind of understand, like, there's no one that like, I'm pushing out of the way. Like, I'm not pushing out any of the top five or six or 10 or even the tag teams, like, for like, the fourth biggest woman. Like, I'm not doing that yet, but it's investments for the future to try to, get as many to make someone pop. And when things like AW Heels come up, like, even though it's like misguided, that's why it comes up. Like right. if you had a division that was mind you, I don't know, right? <laughs> because there will still be plenty of people that hate the promotion that exists. Uh hate the promos- uh, promotion for existing and are just gonna dunk on you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you'll know in your heart of hearts that you done all you can do and i don't know if they can say that they can say we've had a lot of tough circumstances they can say that uh but i think like you said there's always more and i like the rachel Ellering thing. we know like if like she's easily like you invest in her you bring fucking haroya Masamoto in do a fucking rematch whenever you can right like (laughs) immediately (laughs) or you have her fight Nyla Rose like and that's gonna be awesome like so I and then I like the idea of the women's tag team tournament um, on YouTube Uh, they brought in Tynara Conti and teamed her with Anna Jay they ended up getting the win over um, who the hell was it Um, they beat Nyla Rose and Arianne Andrew So, oh
0: yeah, they pinned uh, Cameron.
1: They pinned Arian, and then Arian got destroyed by Nyla after the match. So, (laughs) uh, so she came in to take a pin. It didn't work out that bad. Like, and then Tynar's around, so maybe you sign her because she's someone that we all clearly looked at. She has the look. She has like a physical background, like with the jujitsu and all that stuff. Yeah, and And even
0: even when she was in um, NXT, and she was doing like the the. Prelim stuff, whatever else. Like, she showed that she could do a, a, a couple things here and there. So it's like, you know, you match that look with the, you know, with like the background, and you figure like, we give her more run. There's somebody we can stash. Like, I, she's a she's a further along project than like Sadie Gibbs is.
1: Hmm. And then um, you have Brandy and um, Allie teaming up. And getting the win over Penelope Ford and Mel, I believe it was. Um, Mel and Penelope, I would actually put them together. Like, if Jimmy Havoc's not going to be around, okay. you have her as, as the enforcer there. <laughs> um, Brandy seemingly turned, so I think she's a heel now. So it's, yeah. it's so the Brandy and Allie thing isn't where it's at. But her
0: and Allie are both heels now?
1: Allie's kind of like a baby face, it seems like. this it need a double turn? Feels like it. So they're gonna have another show tomorrow. Uh and the show wasn't half bad. Medusa showed
0: up. Wait, so um, hold on, hold on, hold on, sorry, before you get before you move on. In my mind, you can't remember if I'm wrong. They started AEW, Brandy was a babyface. Then the Nightmare Collective started, she was a heel.
1: Okay, hold on. Before we do that, double or nothing last year, she was a what? What did she do at Double or Nothing? Yeah, that remind me. She made the announcement and added an awesome Kong to the match and then
0: managed Cody. She was So a baby, maybe she, she was a, a babyface? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. She was a babyface until she screwed Allie on the pre-show of one of those pay-per-views or... or, or fight for uh, the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen, okay. Yeah, so she was a babyface then, did she turn heel, then she started the Nightmare Collective, but she... She she to go further heel, then she broke then that uh, Nightmare Collective shit got broke up, and then she came out for Cody. She's a babyface there, and now she's back to a heel. So she's had three turns in a year.
1: Getting this under control, man.
0: And honestly, like, if she don't? Who who are the babyface heels? Okay, so you got Aunt uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. What other turns have we had besides from Brandy? Britt Baker. Ah, that's right. So, two. Has she had. I don't know more? if
1: any, I don't know if any men have, uh, turned.
0: Right. Cause it's like MJF screwed Cody, but he was like always singles. a heel. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out if Brandy has had more turns than the rest of the fucking roster or the same time span.
1: I think so. I think so. That's a
0: bad look, bro.
1: Bad look, man. (laughs) That's a
0: bad
1: look. And and this is like part of like, like we've got to, it seems like Brandy's like in a uh, all hands on deck situation right now (laughs) with mm -hmm. this, but the quicker they can get her to fuck out of here, like, and maybe they're going to be introducing uh, four more teams tomorrow night for the second day. As I mentioned, Medusa came out. That was really awesome. It was good to see her. Veda Scott was on commentary. Um, Shaw Guerrero was on Ring announcing. Hey, and it had like a kind of a different vibe on the show. Like it it, it was pretty cool how they presented it.
0: Hey, Rich.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: You said Medusa, right? Yes. Former Stardom Commissioner, Medusa. Back in like 2015, 16. Like when they first put uh, their shows on YouTube. Like, bro, Stardom's. St- <laughs> Start to be a head. Oh, so much. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so um we were talking about um Naomi and Charlotte as far as their match count, right? Charlotte is mm-hmm. in the upper eight hundreds and Naomi's in the lower eight hundreds. So they're no they don't wow. even have a thousand. So like that's what we're talking about when it comes to the you want to get rid of energy in the wrestling. of well, like you must not want women to get better. Because like to to be out there with people that are super experienced or whatever else, they have multiple matches, multiple years or whatever else, like for them to get better and have these teachable moments or whatever else in the ring in front of a crowd, like that's a that's a great resource. Intergender wrestling. Like I
1: think um Cancel like doesn't get signed answer-
0: without intergender wrestling. Who? Cancel Ray doesn't get signed without intergender wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of the best um, she's one of the best we uh, wrestlers we have in this country.
1: Um now to answer your question, Floyd, I I think a lot has to go right for like a women's wrestling show to draw on national TV. I think view. that it would, a, I think, a lot has to go right.
0: Yeah. It would take, it would take a similar situation like Jericho leaves WWE. Like it would take, like, you know, I mean, we've had Glow or whatever else, but like Glow's on a weird channel and ran at a weird time. And you know, they the availability to actually get it is, it was difficult at the time. But like, if it was the level of, if, if you have the right, Two star two, three, four stars or whatever else, and I mean I mean star relative, I mean like star, I mean like horseman level. If you had like one or two of those and then you had Um stardom level wrestling, once you let me phrase this stardom level wrestling once you get out of the, the minus the teen teenager matches, whatever else, yeah, that would <laughs> that would be uh that would draw because like their shows, generally speaking, are better than Raw's.
1: So, um, yeah, let's get to NXT. I, I think that covered all angles of the discussion. If you guys have any, it like the next any time this, this pops up, any questions, leave them for us on the discord page. Um, and we'll, you know, get to whatever, but I think we covered it from every angle. I think so. I, I mean, um,
0: I'm sure there's something we may have missed, but I feel like we, we've done, I feel like we yeah. did a pretty thorough thing um okay uh so okay. uh oh yeah the, the yellow show the yellow show good ass show until the stupid ass angle at the end um go just go through real quick so yeah man mast- what we'll get save it save uh, it yeah, yeah. rear meshed show stars Rear ripley versus dakota kai This match was great. Um, or let me phrase that. Good ass match. Good ass match. I ended up giving it a three and three quarters. Um, went longer than you would have thought, but it worked. Um, proved that Dakota can take a beating. I feel like Rhea was on the offensive side, maybe 80% of this, of this match. Like they made it known under no, under no, Circumstance, are you to believe that Dakota Kai could actually beat Rhea Ripley or challenge for the title? Um, straight up. Uh, at the end, Rhea is on the corner, is on um, a turn in a corner, trying to go up, trying to lift her up for some sort of probably like the top or second or top rope uh, rip cord. Um, mm-hmm. Dakota is able to survive, get away. Then, um, as the ref's back is turned, out comes Mercedes Martinez and hits Rhea with a kick. She's basically laid out on over the top rope in the corner. Dakota, then from there, uh, uses her, uh, the position that Rhea's in to give her that go-to-kick thing that she does, like the GTS up with a, you know, a pele, a Pele kick instead of like the knee. Um, and it ends up pinning Rhea. Rhea's bleeding from out her nose. Her nose got busted at the end of the match. Um, then... So that was a really good match. I, I think you like that match. Like, I'm watching this match. is like, Rhea's so good. Why is she not, like, why did you do this to her this year? Like, the nonsense. And, like, also, <laughs> why is she not on TV instead of fucking Iconics? Uh, so, um, after the match, like, look, you want to push people for the Australian demographic. Push Rhea Ripley, not the Iconics. Anyway... Um, I didn't even think about that connection. I just threw that uh, out there. It was like, oh yeah, they're both. That's the reason. Well, fuck that. Put Rhea Ripley on TV. Rhea Ripley. Like, Rhea, I'm gonna
1: start calling her the third iconic. I'm gonna start calling her the do, third iconic. Uh, hey, bro, Rhea Ripley. You You interact,
0: so, You you you're a little too close in like the social network for that not to end. For that, for that to end well for you. Like you keep that up, Rhea Ripley might come to your door. <laughs> Oh, you at the studio? Yeah, I'll be you're right. Who's there? Uh, all right, all right, Swerve. I'll be there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> you better stop this shit, Rich. Uh, so <laughs>
1: that's funny because that's where I'll be later. <laughs> well, fucking well, uh, look, yeah. So Rhea's I'll
0: postpone the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll release it well, later so you know keep you safe tonight.
1: So uh, Rhea Ripley versus the Robert Stormbrand continued.
0: Yes, and they'll 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 play to that uh, later on the show so then we end up getting uh Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne and like I don't know what it is but like Shane Thorne like whether he had the match early in the year with uh Gargano or this match here but like Shane Thorne is good to give you a little five minutes of fire um short match they beat the shit out of each other with with forearms and chops to to the neck and face um at the end um, broncery hits him with a death valley driver and then hits him with a big splash, puts him away. Um, so he right now is uh looking, they're, they're giving him a push uh for this, towards this uh North American title thing. Like he's been picked, like he got the thick by, boy, yeah. Thick boys, thick boys do in front of a crowd would be doing very well right now, but no crowd. Um, so then. They cut back to footage from earlier in the day where Breezango is walking out, um, in the, in the infamous full cell parking lot. Rich, unbelievable! I so, need to ask a word about that. Hey, bro, of, what's up with this parking lot?
1: <laughs> you be so, watching out for yourself, right?
0: <laughs> so, um, as they're walking and talking, all of a sudden, a an a gray SUV pulls up, and out comes. El Legado del Fantasma and Santos Escobar has on this golden jacket, like suit jacket. It looks like, how do I say this? It looks like he was a lottery pick. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> either he was going, either he was going to prom or he was a, fir- or he was a lottery pick. There's no, in- there's no in betweens on it. Anyway. He just they got be-
1: finished taking God.
0: Anyway, they beat the they beat the brakes off of uh, Fandango and Breeze. They take Fandango and throw him in the back of the truck, on uh, the back of the truck, and, and pull off with, with him. So another person abducted by oh my god, Fantasma. Um, so then they don't care we-
1: none by no pandemic. You coming with us? You might have it. Don't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah imagine you know be funny it'd be hilarious like this would have been a bte skit they if they had pulled up on them whoop off their asses then all of a sudden one of them pulls out a pulls Tested out a, a, a thermometer to check their temperatures make sure it's not above 100.4 and then oh he's good and then throw his ass <laughs> in the back in the driver that's a bte skit for your ass right there uh so then we end up getting um uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone and Mercedes Martinez walking uh walking backstage or walking one of those outside outside of the, the complex or whatever else. It's nighttime this time. Right after she you know, a few, like half hour or fifteen minutes after she screwed Rhea. And um interviewer asks, like, What's going on with what happened in the match in the opener? And Robert Stone says, Well, Rhea Ripley might be done with Robert Stone brand, but the Robert Stone brand is not done with Rhea Ripley. Um, I forgot what Mercedes said, but it was like, basically, like I want smoke. They go to walk off, and Aaliyah says some some condescending line, basically like, you know, I'm the, basically, let you know, I'm the pin eater. I'm the person that's going to be taking a big bump in our match eventually, uh, in their match. that Y'all,
1: match. poor Rhea Ripley. Has there been anyone booked worse than her this year?
0: Booked worse? Yeah. Booked worse. Booked worse. Oh, let me see off the top of my head. Who's been booked worse? Um, I mean... Because, like, bro, when she was standing
1: and it was filling up the ring with her mm-hmm. with the belt to close last year, mm-hmm. we were told that we were only gonna you know this is the beginning of a new star in Survivor Series last year and War Games Mm -hmm. like she was hotter than the sun
0: Mm -hmm. what about it now (laughs) I would suggest I would like to refer you to um, this thing known as Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream and then I would like to refer you to this other thing that's going to happen called Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee he's been worse than Ripley Am I lying? You notice you notice how I can't you notice how I found that you know I came up with that one real quick, right? Real quick. His 2020 has been butt oh, cheeks. Man.
1: At least he won his matches.
0: The matches stunk. The velvety matches argue. all stunk. Them at least them Charlotte matches were good as hell. Like, go out there and have your four star match on WrestleMania. Thank you. I will take that. Where is Adam Cole's four star match during any of this shit with Velveteen Dream? <laughs> Where is his three star match during any of this shit with Velveteen Dream?
1: <laughs> Don't see it.
0: Not there at all. Look, not you think, here. You think you might have a location
1: have a, not found?
0: Right. You think might have a three star match with fucking uh Pat McAfee? I have my doubts. They putting that shit on takeover. For fuck's sake. Uh, takeover, James. They're ruining it. They ruined it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to find out that shit was a pre-show like yeah it's put on a pre-show we're not really doing that that's stupid that's that's dumb um okay so uh, oh yeah it, yeah it, like Mercedes Martinez versus uh Ruby is gonna be a good ass match eventually whenever they get to it um I don't know if that's going to be on takeover I think that's gonna be something that they put on one of the shows around it, like on the go home show or on the show after, uh, to keep them stabilized in ratings. You know, like, uh, they figured out how to keep the shit stable with having a quality show after in your house. But remember, like, after, like, the week going leading up to and the week after, uh, Portland, it was a fucking mess. Yeah. It was a disaster. So, um, hopefully they've learned that lesson. So, after that, we end up getting, Uh, the triple threat match for the North American title or ladder match qualifier between Priest, Damian Priest, Oni Lorcan, and Ridge Holland, and boy, whoo! This match was fire. Uh, I give it four stars. It is Priest and Lorcan, and it's Priest basically on his horse, doing all of his karate man moves. Uh, and, and uh, Lorcan is out here throwing chops and running around like a psychopath. And it is also intermixed, it's also, uh, inter sprinkled in with Rich Holland doing power moves on people around, doing pocket Brock Lesnar stuff. Cause like, it, it, it and I mean by Brock Lesnar, I don't mean like MMA Brock Lesnar, I mean like 2004, 2003 ish Brock Lesnar, that Brock Lesnar. Like, it it was it was so fun rich holland like was impressive it, uh was impressive as a person like i don't i never saw his singles matches or whatever else like he looked like he could be on he could be somebody like now, you know hopefully they take some care of that like i don't want to it's like it's similar type the world thing like i don't want to know enough about world to know that like there's something that's missing there i just want to watch him being his element <laughs> just, stick with, just stick with him being his element We'll be perfectly fine a okay um at the end they end up getting uh Ridge Holland out of there and Priest end up hitting Lorkin with the reckoning. Um for the win. And then we get Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. Last Number week, one contender, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> he thinks he's a killing one contender. So last week uh Cameron Keith Grimes. Lee, yeah. Last week Keith Lee murdered him in cold blood. Um twice. So, naturally, it's a match. Matt starts off by Keith, by, uh, Keith Lee, still angry for, for a whole week later, still just angry as he was. Um, tries to get a hold of, of Grimes. Grimes gets in the corner, gets in the ropes. Get him off of me, ref. Get him off of me. And then, and I don't even mean like he got close. Like, you're not going to get me in this corner. You're not going to put me in this corner. He gets him by the corner a third time. He rolls out the ring. We're not doing this unless you stop trying to put me in the corner. He start looking at him a point. Is that it's, Cameron Grimes or Randy Moss? Oh, my God. He's, I, it's Randy Moss. <laughs> it's totally it's, it's like Randy Moss. It's like a cross between Randy Moss and, like, Yosemite Sam. It's, 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 it, so I'm putting, like, West Virginia and Texas together. Meanwhile, like, this dude's from North Carolina. Look, man, I'm just doing my best I can right here. So. Yes. <laughs> So, What's up
1: to all North Carolina listeners?
0: I North Carolina go ahead and raise them. <laughs> so uh eventually they start wrestling and Keith Lee just beating his ass, except for the time except for a couple runs where Keith where um he's able to counter him like you know uh shoulder tackles, big shoulder tackles. Uh there's a spot where later in the match uh they both hit the ropes and they go they're gonna meet in the middle and you think like Keith Lee's gonna destroy him with another shoulder tackle or whatever else, but like Grimes turns it into like his Spanish fly body cross thing that he does. It's awesome. Uh, goes for the cave in, catches him in the air in the cave in, gives him the power bomb, uh, and gets the win. After the match, uh, I don't know if Scarlet came out. I don't think Scarlet came out. But the lights go black and crosses on the screen, and he says. There, I told you last week that you didn't know what would happen that you don't even know what was going to happen or sorry you don't even want to know what was going to happen if you do not accept my challenge well here's some mm-hmm. of the consequences they show him the lights come on and it's in black and white still and he basically has uh Danny Burch's carcass and he throws it to the ground and then they pan and they zoom out and like the PC is in tatters, and like they're just bodies everywhere. It was almost like a fucking comic book villain had just murdered, uh, had just pulled off a terrorist plot, like it, it looked like that. Um, so then, from there, we end up getting a a recorded message from Regal. Regal let notifies and lets us know that Loomis hurt his ankle, so uh, he has an injury, so he will not be able to be in the North American title match. Um he says so his slot has been open. Re is still in there. And uh you also have uh Priest has just got himself in there, so that at least three slots for the tournament. So what he has done is say that next week it will be Kushida versus oh, I'm blanking on the name. Hold on. Um Kushida's alive. Yeah, you know Kashida jack
1: now, right? Oh, man, it could have been the G1 this year.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, what was it? It was Kashida, and... I can't remember who it was. Uh, anyway, um, it was Kashida, a mystery opponent, and some... Oh, Cameron Grimes. That's who it was. Cameron Grimes, Kushida, and a, and a mystery person um, will have their qualifier, so that'll be a third person in. So there'll be two slots left. So what they're doing is, the people, that the third person that were in these matches that didn't win or get pinned or submitted uh, are getting put in, those four people are getting put into matches against each other, and the two winners will be added to the ladder match. So, before it was, you have to, there's going to be five triple threat matches and the five winners all go to the ladder go to the ladder match to win the title now it's uh <laughs> we had to cancel two of these matches and the people that gave the pin submitted go or sorry one of these matches and uh the people that get pinned pin to it, any of them all have to fight each other, and then they have a chance to win a ladder match. It's super convoluted now. And, like, I don't really feel... I don't (laughs) know if this is something... Sorry?
1: So, wasn't it Regal's fault that these people, like, didn't get pinned in the first place? What do you mean? So, like, these people that are gonna get these second chances in this match, they have these, like, these, these rightful um... You know, they ain't been pinned. It was his fault Damian wasn't pinned because he booked triple threat matches.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this anyway. Out. um, So, the thing is, like, if they don't do this unless Loomis gets hurt legit, because he's legitimately hurt. So... I, like once it's like after that it's like it's out of their hands like they had no choice but to make it more mm-hmm. convoluted I guess. Um, so once they did this, this they're now going to be. Johnny Gargano was a person that didn't win and then get pinned or submitted. So was Finn Balor in his match. So those two are going to be in a series in one of those uh, two matches uh, in next week's NXT or in two weeks. I think it's two weeks from now. It's NXT. So what I expect to happen is. Uh, the person that, um, loses, I'm oh, sorry, uh, I expect Rich, I'm sorry, it's three people, it's Rich Holland as well. So I expect Rich Holland, Johnny Gargano, and, um, Finn Balor, and whoever this third person is out of the, 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 uh, Grimes and Kushida and Mystery Partner match, uh, I expect what they do is probably. Go out here and have a Johnny Gargano Finn Balor main event on one of these shows in the next two weeks. Wouldn't you do that if you were trying to counter program AEW Dynamite? Um, sure. Why not? Right. So, um, and you know the, the Is Finn Balor babyface. Finn Balor. Yeah, he's a tweener. Oh okay, I'm, yeah. I, can't, I yeah. can't keep track. Right? Yeah, this, <laughs> roster is, this roster is filled with tweeners. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's pretty much the 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 gist of his announcement. <clears throat> so uh, I have some. Que- I wonder who this this uh, mystery person is in his last uh, triple threat match. I'm thinking to be Champa. Hmm. Because he has. I mean. If the mystery person is Roddy... Sorry.
1: Chompa might be in the damn... uh, He might be in that retribution fashion. Oh, my God. (laughs) He might be. He might might be running around with a hoodie on.
0: He might be. He might be. With spray paint and a chainsaw and, and a fucking bat. I gotta tell you, you look at the muscle Chompa, I don't think Antifa. I think the other side. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. Um... But who knows? Uh, yeah, so then we end up getting a promo from an in-ring promo from Phantasma where Phantasma and Mendoza and Phoenix—or not Phoenix, but Wild—they they drag <laughs> Fandango's carcass into <laughs> the ring and say, "You have Mont Lucia Libre Cultura. We are we, we are not we are not for play with this shit. Uh, we are not we are not here for to sell you masks um, <laughs> so they bring him in, and then all of a sudden Tyler Breeze comes out. They whoop Tyler Breeze's ass to it, and, and, and stack up, stack those two, your two carcasses on each other. And then uh, he calls out, uh, "Swerve," and says, "Look closely. You see this? This is your future. You don't play with us." Um, so they're setting up that match. They haven't specified on when that match is, but it's coming, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, so.
1: I'll make sure I get some, uh, inside, um, analysis on, on how Swerve plans
0: to fight him. Oh, God. So then we end up getting this, uh, this undisputed vignette talking about how like they're the greatest, uh, tag team champions in, in NXT history. And then you watch it and you go through the matches and you're like, obviously there's been three iterations of the three title reigns, but in, you know, the one sandwich between is the, the Roddy, uh, and Kyle version, but you're just like, yeah, they probably are. They probably are, given like the length of it, the number of matches, and the number of great matches. Like the only other team that really like matches up with them is like Revival. And I think they've gone longer than Revival. Um, so then they go backstage and they're interviewing Damian. Priest, or, or backstage in the parking lot where Priest is about to leave the leave in his car, and I got to tell you, when Damian Priest is basically. Doing a promo where he's just talking about being confident in, in himself and not having to re- memorize lines. He reminds me a lot of like the confident Roman Reigns that we were just like, why won't you stop scripting that guy? Let him talk. Like he came, he came off like, yeah, I understand why he's cocky and arrogant. Like he feeling himself and like he's a good ass wrestler. It's the reason why he can, you know, he's a good wrestler. I can understand that. So, um, the interview gets interrupted because, uh, uh, like, basically, like, on the other side of the lanes, uh, Bronson Reed's getting his car, and he says, Hey, hey Priest, I just want to wish you good luck, uh, you know, in the tournament next week, man, or in the in the, in the match that we have, uh, for the North American title. So, Priest says, tells the interviewer to bugger off, and he walks up on, um, Bronson Reed, and he says... You talking about luck. He's like, I don't need luck. I win. Unlike you, that can only win during you know, with you know, the luck of Johnny Gargano's hand being fucked up. So he's like, Well, you think I'm lucky? Let's see about it. And he's like, Okay, let's see about it. They go face to face and stare, and they're set up for a match next week. I think it's gonna be a fun match. Um So then we end up getting uh Pat figures brought to the commentary booth. Um, and then we get Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. Tegan squashes Indy Hartwell. And then you get Imperium versus Fish. And, go ahead.
1: Didn't Indy Hartwell just beat up Shotzi Blackheart like two weeks
0: ago or last week? Like dominated her? No. No, 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 no. Shotzi was whooping her ass until the Robert Stone brand intervened and then Indy got her first win in NXT by hitting her with her big boot finish. Ah. Oh. That's what happened. Yeah. So Indy is Indy is just doing jobs right now. Um Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. Like she she hit her with the big boot, hit T with the big boot, and then uh Didn't beat her and she made the face like, What? You kicked out of my finish? She's like, yeah, you never win, bro. Like fuck. <laughs> you you surprised you didn't win you never win you almost never win anyway uh, so McAfee was on commentary during the match and then after that match you end up getting uh, the the NXT title match between Imperium and uh, Fish and O'Reilly I gotta tell you O'Reilly in this match he wrestled as if he has not been allowed to wrestle for months and he's fucking missed it. He was the best worker I saw on Wednesday. Incredible. He was beating all kinds of ass. He was sweeping the leg with kicks. He, he was just amazing. Um, so anyway, the problem with this match is they're having a good ass match, but this, and this is intentional. McAfee is being so insufferable on commentary that you cannot focus on the match. And all it's doing is making you hate him because you see what O'Reilly and and Fish and Eichner and Bartell are doing. And you're like, this is like, at worst, a three and a half star match. Shut the fuck up and call the match. Leave. Stop bringing up Adam Cole. Stop with these small jokes. No one gives a shit. Why are you on commentary? I hate you. I want you off my fucking TV screen. Anyway... While this is happening, they, they, they have him be so insufferable that they have Beth Phoenix pretend to hang up on the call and say that she's just leaving off com- You remember, she's calling from remote. So she's like, yeah, I'm off the call yeah. later, guys. I'm not doing this anymore. It's like, you would never do that fucking thing on, on an actual thing. Like, this yeah. is, you're, you're showing us it's fake. Anyway. Match continuing on. They come back from commercial break. This is a shoot, brother. This a shoot. It's match, real, Jam. While the match is happening, Rich. While action is going on, while people are in fucking submission holes, they keep cutting away from the action in the ring to show shots of Adam Cole staring 20 feet from the broadcast booth or showing McAfee. And I am just I am just getting so angry. Like I don't give a fuck. These dudes are going crazy in the ring. Stop this. I hate this. You're doing this to you're doing this, you know, this piss people off, and it's still pissing me off. I still can't control how mad it's making me. So, basically, at the comeback promotional break, you get towards the end of the match where, uh, I'm 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 gonna end of the match. I don't care, whatever. Get towards the end of the match. You have, Undisputed, have the advantage. There is no cheating whatsoever from, uh, Cole on the outside or from, uh, Roddy. They're just there watching. Eventually, towards the end, once, uh, Fish and O'Reilly get the advantage, Adam Cole walks over to the booth in front of the, uh, table and says, dude, I can hear all the times, I can hear all the shit you're talking about me. I'm only 20 feet away. What is wrong with you? You were brought here. Call the match. Leave me alone sh- and shut up, right? So then, one of them—I don't know if it was, F- it was fish, fish. No, I'm sorry. O'Reilly gets distracted. They clear O'Reilly off the off the uh, off the apron. They end up hitting um, the uh, what's it called? Uh, basically, like the European uppercut off the. European uppercut cutter power bomb, you know demolition move uh, for mm-hmm. the finish and, and pin fish. Then all of a sudden, they get into a shoving match. Shaw, uh, the all of the geek refs show up. Sean shows up, Hunter shows up, and they're arguing. And they tell McAfee to leave. McAfee then walks halfway out of the building, turns around, and then calls Adam Cole short. Uh, Adam Cole jumps, Adam Cole, some version of short. Adam Cole jumps, blows the stack again, jumps onto the table. They snatch him, the cop keeps him from jumping off the table onto him. So he's in this weird position where he's like extending and leaning, and leaning over. So McAfee, because he was an NFL punter, punts him in the chest. Adam Cole falls off the table, uh, face first onto the floor like he got fucking, like he just got like fucking shot with a gun instead of like kicked in the chest and then Triple H shoves the shit out of uh, McAfee yes, and says, Get the I fuck out of this. here shoves him twice and then is Adam you know, McAfee's a heel and Adam Cole's a babyface he's This is a dumbass and it, it blows the stack of being called short Oh my god. I fucking hate this is
2: the
1: babyface? So so this is the big babyface turn of yes. Adam Cole. Yes,
0: being upset that he was called <laughs> short suck. Oh my
1: god. So, I saw this, and I've been seeing this angle that they've been doing, which was a work from the whole thing somehow. Right. I guess people forgot that Pat McAfee is actually on the WWE payroll. He's literally fucking work WrestleMania, and they're framing it like he's this outsider. It's like, no, nigga, he's on the payroll.
0: And does pre-shows for takeovers all the goddamn time.
1: So... And I saw someone put like a reel together, like this all makes sense. And it's like Adam Cole being a dick to Pat McAfee for like a two minute edited clip and all these different things. So I'm like, hold on, y'all trying to do this to say why this makes sense? But, but, then, but then Adam Cole's the baby face. Like and it makes what? No sense because,
0: right, <laughs> like you know, they when they've been doing it for the last I don't know year or year and a half, or whatever, with McAfee on these pre shows, right for takeovers. Uh-oh. McAfee's been the baby face. Ro- or, uh, Sam Roberts has naturally been a heel because he is a fucking heel doing this nonsense, Um and every time he's like Adam Cole's, the- Sam Roberts, like, Adam Cole's the best, blah, blah 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 blah, with that annoying grating fucking voice, and then Pat McAfee's like, all he does is fucking cheat to win. He never beats anybody clean. It's always when someone comes in and fucks with the- his opponent to beat them. It was just like, duh, that's the obvious thing, right? So then it's turned into this where Whoa. like. It starts because on that video that they did, on that, you know, interview thing they did, like, you point out, like, yeah, bro, you cheating on your fucking matches. Like, let's be real here. And, and then he calls him short, and then he blows up, which is like, why would McAfee be the heel in this situation? He told the truth and then he also called it short dude short. Like, I understand he's being a jerk there, but it's like everything else was 95% of his Adam Cole's the heel except for this one part. Oh, you called him short. Those are fighting wars. No, the fuck, they're not. Sit the fuck down. So then we get to this where it's like, Oh, they did this. There's this, this weak ass. It's the shoot. It's like, and the thing for me is like, Adam Cole's been a cool heel this whole time. Why does he need to be a babyface now? He's already been a babyface more or less. He's just been able to cheat in his matches. The old hey Rich, do you feel like Adam Cole, do you feel like Adam Cole was a heel when you he were in uh, Barclays? Do you feel like he was a heel then? No. Adam okay,
1: Cole man. Adam Cole was was as over as Stone Cold Steve Austin was at Raw Reunion. But we no bullshit.
0: Move him to the main roster and move on his feet to the main roster and move the fuck on.
1: James. They are doing this on a takeover. Right, the like, what happened? Like, it's funny because Pat McAfee has all the charisma of a pro wrestling heel, cool. and I saw a couple videos that he put out. He's a great talker, but like, yo,
0: no one wants to this see this shit. The, this, this is, is the, the BS brand.
1: This is the WWE main rosterization of NXT. Yep, put I can't believe that they put somebody
0: on having fight the top heel in the company.
1: I, I can't believe, and then they, they sacrifice Adam Cole and leave him face down by Pat McAfee. Like they let him beat the ass of, of the top star of NXT. Well, well here's the thing, or, right?
0: I'm okay with. What? <laughs> i just okay. had the longest reign ever. The greatest NXT champion ever. Okay. The I, next I, thing they do with him, the fact that he laid him out bothers me but it's not because of the fact that like he's a punter and this was the greatest longest range champion my problem is he kicked him in the chest and he sold it as if he got kicked in the head like he sold the punch. Yes. he's like if he kicked him in the head I
1: thought he got kicked in the
0: face if he kicked him in the head or the face no problem makes all the sense in the world he kicked him in the chest he should be like dry heaving or some shit like that or selling like he broke a rib not that he got Bro, fucking this man, shot like, in the he head dead. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like the part where a punter kicks a dude or whatever so yeah, that ain't a problem with selling that, but hey, sell it also, correctly.
1: Not this bullshit. Also, Pat Mc- McAfee will fold Adam Cole in half. Like, in a real fight,
0: probably. In a real fight, probably. In a shoot, probably. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's how, you know, this was being played. And now it's like, now Triple H challenges Pat McAfee to the match, not Adam Cole. Like, Bro, oh, man, I can't tell you how bad this like looks like on the outside of it. Like, like why
0: oh, do you want to watch it?
1: Why would I like? Why don't see...
0: Why don't give a fuck about a, a former NFL punter in a wrestling match?
1: Right? Like Gronk was just here, and we didn't give a fuck about Gronk. Like, what is this? I don't know. This is bad. This is like. <sighs> I feel bad for people that love that ain't found out what NXT is by this point. I I, I feel bad. Like, it's just like, this ain't what y'all was sold. Like this ain't what, what, what the last, you know, before national television. Like, I feel like we, we said it was going to happen
0: the whole time. Like, I don't know, man. And go back to triple H thing where it's like, you know, nothing will change. And we were like, no, it's not. You're, you're full of shit. Like, or maybe, or maybe you believe that, but we know what's going to happen. And now we have a, a former NFL player on our No BS program.
1: Yeah. I, I, I guess they, they, like, you know, Pat McAfee has a radio show, but he's not even necessarily popular.
0: This like that. will do nothing for them as as far as being able to convert whatever interest they have into viewership over the long term. And I'm not saying that's the only, that's the end all be all. But what I'm saying is, nobody wants to watch that on your main roster when you put celebrities or non wrestlers on your show, and now you want to do it on the hard, the hardest of the hardcore audience that you actually have it's going to go even worse. And it's a lesser star than the ones you were trying to do with this before.
1: And, like, it's at a, like, NXT TakeOver 30. They're about to try to celebrate the history of this show. Right. On this show, I would assume, because they've named it as such. And it's like, this is the idea y'all had? Y'all ain't have nothing else for Adam Cole? Like, this is, I feel like, exactly what I said it was. I was like, oh, wow. So, they don't want to have Adam Cole start putting people over. Like on the way out yet, so I guess this is what they're doing.
0: Good luck. I mean, I mean, it's it's. I don't know what this is. Um, it, it is something that is a waste of time. It should not be on takeover. Like this better be like the fucking opener. Get it the fuck out the way. Yo. but like, was could it be good?
1: It? Apparently, what? Pat McAfee was, was, has trained uh, with Rip Rogers a little bit, but I don't know, man. Um,
0: Barring anything short of Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Seth McMahon and Triple H, how would that be able to compete with a takeover match? Sandwich in between if it's not the opener. I mean... And at least Ronda Rousey came from a world that is applicable to a wrestling fan. They can understand that a fucking shoot fighter can go out here and do wrestling moves and look impressive. I don't know how you translate a motherfucker that kicks a ball 40, 40 uh, yards in the sky, uh, don't into get it wrong. being able don't to be in them a them. combat sport.
1: Or a football players have have been coming into wrestling for as long as we can remember, but right. like this Rice guy, Taylor,
0: Reggie, uh, uh Reggie White, Kevin Green, uh, Mongo McMichael, Roman yeah. Reigns, the list goes on and on and on of, of, of former football players. But, but this guy's punter, a punter,
1: <laughs> even though he's fucking huge, like he
0: towers over Cole. Like what the fuck?
2: It's this a punter. Is all
0: fucked up. Like the yeah. whole thing is with the wrestler. The whole thing is like the football player is like Goldberg. Is another example. It's like. This is a person that has a level of physicality that is known. So there's an aura of a mystique of badassery. Not, not saying that this is fair or not, but that does not exist for punters or kickers in the NFL. It does not. Not saying that you can run up on Pat McAfee and it's going to, and it's going to go the way you think yeah. it will. I'm it, sure it'll put sweet. a lot of you, put, I'm sure it'll put a lot of you motherfuckers, uh, on, on the concrete. That's not the, what the point is. You can't sell that to people. It will not yeah. hunt. Yeah.
1: I'm not seeing it, man. Um, and that's going to be on TakeOver. So that means it's going to get more TV. Or they're going to keep showing this whatever angle was over and over and over again. Yeah. On Valuable Minutes. Hell no. It, it wouldn't be me. Anyway.
0: <sighs> <laughs> <Yeah>. That it? <laughs> I don't know how we squ- bro, we... This is a three-hour show. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. We like, thought this, we thought this was gonna be like an hour and a half show, but of course it can't because we have to talk because we because we have to talk about the women's division AW. We have to bury this fucking bullshit ass th- uh main or er, main event of uh of NXT. Just <sighs> fuck. Just <laughs> Alright. You got anything else wrestling right. done? I-, I am much happier with the wrestling this week, but Oh, know. I am too. I just like the this this one thing was like the only like this is, like, the, uh... This is, like, the one... Like, you lose a game. uh Like, you lose a baseball game pitching a one-hitter. Like, his one hit you gave it was a home run. Damn. This was, Sweet. like... Like, this faculty thing was, like, you giving up a home run in, like, the eighth inning. Yeah. Of a zero yeah. zero game. Like, this is, like, the John Small losing to Jack Morrison uh, in Game 7 of the World Series in 2001. It's, like, you were great. You lost.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, um... I think it was Chris Carpenter on, like, the Cardinals. Like, remember when he got the Phillies the fuck out of here that one year? Like, the Phillies are great all throughout the reg- regular season. It was, like, game five of the uh NLDS. That's 2010? It was, I think so. Okay. Or 2013 or something like that. No, no. And,
0: uh, and Chris Carpenter. It wasn't 10. It was uh, 11. It was 11. It was okay. 11. So, and pretty Chris Carpenter
1: 11. decided that y'all weren't going to hit the ball today. Like- yeah, pretty
0: much. <laughs> yeah because Carpenter used to be able <laughs> do that. Ain't nothing
2: yeah. you can do. You- yeah.
0: <laughs> Bearing down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Madison Bumgarner did one of those two. I think that was 2012 when he went crazy. Or maybe that was, yeah, I think it was 2012. Like, there, there have been some runs Lively. like that. Yeah. Oh, God. guy fucking hate kids. Bro. Hopefully. That's his, like, I think that he should have won uh, World Series MVP in 09. Like, he was that good in his two stars, but, it, it, you know, his team just happened to lose. Um, um, yeah, it, it, you know, I don't know how. I, I think C. Sabathi won MVP and was like, he lost the game one two uh, to clips. Nah, A-Rod won MVP, I thought. No, it was Hideki Matsui. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. It, it should have been A-Rod, but like, you know, I mean, it, Postseason MVP that year, it was a rod All them damn, uh, tied or, or, behind, uh, seventh inning or later in home runs he was hitting. Like, that's one of the greatest post. that's, that's one of the greatest, like, offensive postseasons in, with big moments, like, ever. Like, quote unquote, clutch gene and all that made up bullshit. Like, that was all time clutch gene for a person that big people said had none at all. It's like, okay. Maybe, just maybe. you uh,
1: I mean, he, he, You're he all gave full out shit. plenty, look, he gave out plenty of, uh, evidence before.
0: <laughs> So no, my point is like right there, there, like, When we talk about people like, Boris Barry, or Barry Bonds, or Peyton Man who's like, you can't win the big one. There's something that's fundamentally flawed about you. It's like, okay. Or I can have like the 2010 World Series run, or I can have like, you know, I went to Super Bowls. Like, maybe, just maybe, y'all are just wrong. <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> this is a really hard football. This is a really hard game, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and like, nah, the odds your favor from time to time. That's kind of how it goes. Um, yeah, so. If anything else, wrestling wants oh stardom. Um, there's only like last I checked, there's only three matches from uh, this weekend's batch of uh,
1: grand prix yeah, okay, shows the next so, we'll, Yoshihashi we'll, we'll, won a title. Wait, you won it. Yoshihashi is finally a champion. They won the oh, the the, the team I picked Uh Ishii, Yoshihashi and Shigushi, I believe.
0: Forever, never. For forever,
1: never. For uh, Sh- shouts out to to Murray. Who, who photoshopped Yoshihashi on, uh, the boyhood dream Shawn Michaels winning the title at WrestleMania 12 of the never open weight six man title. This is his first ever title. Oh boy. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm all good, man. All right, Hopefully y'all it. enjoyed the show this week. We, we out here over delivering as yeah. always. Make uh, it, think, lay a donation down for your boys.
0: Yeah, I think next week we should do uh either whatever verses they come up with for next week. But we needed to go over the Rick Ross and um two chains, but well, we just didn't get to it because of like the weird thing that happened oh. with uh their verses. Like the, the full version just dropped. Okay, so I'll watch that uh probably later on today. But yeah, like you go to I didn't watch it live. Uh, I forgot what I was doing, but. I went to watch it earlier today and yo, just it starts in round 10. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't, I, it was into the middle and then, like, I, you know, Rich gives me the list of the, of the, um, songs. I'm like, yo, this is like, starts at round 10. What the fuck's going on? So, uh, we'll get back to you on that next week. Um, but like, from the stuff I heard, like, the, the couple rounds I heard it before I realized that this was in the middle of the thing, like, Two Chains seems to have been able to compete better than I thought he would. Like, I mean, I don't know if he actually pick up, picked up any of these the couple rounds that I heard, but like, he can actually, you know, depending on how this goes, we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see, uh, Ross in, in, in Two Chains. Like, Ross should win. He should be the, the favorite going in, but just like we proved with like all these things, like, if if you play the wrong shit, you will get sent the fuck up out of here.
1: Yeah, like ain't, like even people that seem like they can't compete, it's like there's always a path to victory yeah. for somebody.
0: Yeah, and you know ultimately, you know comes down to it it, is like it's really just about you know hearing two chains and Ross like play the the fucking heat they've ha- they've made over the last decade. And
1: a look, half. man, I so, I heard it was a whole lot of Drake and Lil Wayne uh, that was all over this shit. Oh, of
0: course, of course, of course. Like, it, it, look. If you want to go through like the Two Chains mixtape route, he could do. It. He can still get you a hot twenty, but the songs that people know from Two Chains are mostly him on features. Like I listen
1: to, I'm gonna, to, go, um, I'm gonna um, have to go play. I'm gonna have to go play Understatement. Like on the way to the studio <laughs> you today. Know what's
0: funny, I Understatement. To I listened to that earlier today. Um, you know they could play Ryan around. Ra- uh, I spin it. I'm pretty sure he played that on there. I don't know he why did. he wouldn't if he didn't. Um, you know I don't know. Did he play Riot? I don't think he played it. Okay, right, right, goes so hard. Uh, so yeah. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so we'll get back to y'all on that next. week with start Update and the you know whatever versus stuff we got uh, from uh, this week and next. So, uh, but that's the end of the show. Be sure to raise on whatever app you're using to listen to this and tell the folks about Socialplex Podcast Network. Uh, also, shouts out to Powerslam TV, the sponsor of the show. They have over five thousand hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Also, check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex to pick up some official Social Suplex podcast and network merchandise. Also, check out the other shows on the network. This show, Sundays and Mondays, one Nation radio Radio. Uh, Keeping a Strong Style on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh Wednesdays the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. Every other Wednesday we have Roman washes shit. On Fridays we have getting in the ring and on Saturdays we have all things elite. Thanks for listening y'all. Yep. Peace. Later.